Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Damn, forgot the gunshots. And then there was bass. Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Uncle Dolomite, of the Too Much Game Podcast, live from the Boom Boom Room once again. Today, I have two very special guests. Two of my motherfucking homeboys who I keep in contact with on a fucking regular. My homeboys from the other side of the rainbow who I enjoy talking to. Probably every fucking day on some real shit, especially Eric Devontae. We share memes, talk shit, you know, about various topics. He's been a guest on the Cat vs. Dog podcast. I've been a guest on the Get Right Radio Show. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. Eric Devontae, first and foremost. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? As Yandola might said, it is that is bitch on the blog, Eric Devante. I'm a host, podcaster, journalist. Check me out on the Get Right Radio Show every Sunday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Good News Radio Station. All right, and my other homeboy, my bro from another coast, from Brooklyn, New York, Mr. Shots. Could you please introduce yourself? What up, everybody? Happy Saturday. Name is Jason, but most people call me Shots or Mr. Shots. I'm an illustrator, photographer, and writer from Brooklyn. Um, been friends with Dolomite for a minute and just always take the perspective that he gives and whatnot, along with the jokes, because he got jokes for days. All around talented motherfucker, my homeboy. But yeah, man, how, how y'all's Appreciate week it. been going? How, how's it been for y'all? This week's been interesting, fast-paced and interesting. I second but blessed, that. but blessed nonetheless. How about I second you? that? Very uh, emotionally heavy week. You know, we all have the times where you're just not on your A game, or at least you don't feel like you're on your A game. Um, but all in all, I will say I'm definitely blessed. Definitely blessed. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful thing. Good fucking perspective. Silver lining to every dark cloud and shit. Speaking of dark clouds, uh, right. rest in peace to Michael K. Williams. Yes. You know, yes. usually I Absolutely. do like a moment of silence, but I got guests and shit. So we're not going to get silent. We just going to, you know, reflect on the memory of the legendary Michael K. Williams. You know, one of the things that I that kind of tied into today's content that I really fuck with as far as Michael K. Williams is he was Omar from The Wire. If y'all familiar with The Wire, you know, he was robbing all the drug dealers. He had everybody in Baltimore shook and he was openly gay. And I I, I like that shit. Like it was a, a weird thing, especially in the time that The Wire was out, like the early 2000s and shit, because like it wasn't as prevalent as it is today to have an openly gay character on TV, especially somebody who's like the boogeyman of a, a drug scene. So. 
like you know how, how did y'all watch the wire i definitely did growing up that's still one of my favorite shows today um michael k williams um performance and mind you he's outstanding in everything that he's done outside of the wire the wire was just that starting point but um that character omar like i think that was 2002 being a little young homo not really knowing what i was doing in the world and seeing that depiction and just the concept of being gay just completely spun on his head was like everything for me like yeah he was gay but like you said he was a boogeyman he was he was scaring all the trade and they gave us they gave us this um i guess this little pocket of um realism i think that might be my main beef with representation today like we get too much of one side and not enough of these little microcosms that are reality in our culture yeah absolutely and how'd you feel absolutely. about eric Devante? <laughs> I didn't watch The Wire growing up. I had a few teachers that would put it on um, because I guess I was in an urban community. I really hate how that sounds, but whatever. Um, So we had some uh, teachers that played it for us. And then it wasn't until his passing that I was seeing more clips. And then I found out who his character was, which is, you know, to go back to what Shots was talking about in terms of representation, that's not typically the story that you get in media. Like, you normally get, like, if he's going to be this hyper-masculine figure, he's probably closeted. Uh, DL trade and um, yeah for him to be out and about kind of ripping and running the streets I'm like yeah that is the thing you have uh, dudes out here that flip bricks shoot niggas like and they're openly gay and it's it's good perspective it's a heavy story but it's like it's real life yeah I, I like that the, shit the, the character of Omar is layered too like you got into his emotion his ups and downs his motivations and whatnot. Yeah, which I think them not necessarily focusing on the gay aspect that was just a part of his character. I think that's what made a lot of people be like, oh, shit. Okay. Exactly. Because, you know, like that was the reason I really wanted to bring him up, you know, like rest in peace to him and all that. But I just like the fact that when he was on that show, it didn't feel like an agenda. It didn't feel like they was trying to push a narrative. It just was a part of the fucking story. That was an interesting wrinkle to what his character was. So, you know, that's why I, I was glad to be able to bring that up. It, it sucks that this is the context that we're bringing him up in, the fact that he had to pass away, you know. And I think that's going to be something we're going to have to talk about later on as far as this fentanyl shit. Because I think you posted it, Derek Devontae. Wasn't that on your uh, Instagram story? Yes, about um, people in L.A. chilling off the coke because there's been, like, least lethal doses of fentanyl in um I don't even know the proper terminology of it, but like either way, um, apparently people shit is getting laced and people are dying left and right. I didn't yeah. even realize it was as bad as they said it was, but it's it's crazy. Yeah, because do you think it's intentional? Not. I don't um, think so. Because I do think it's intentional. I mean, my understanding of of the drug community is pretty small in the sense of like I don't know the manufacturing that goes into it, but I do understand that a lot of um, dealers want to cut costs, and in doing that, they try and like swap products, and in that you might get like cheaper products that are probably more uh, lethal to your system. So I do think that there's intention there. I don't think the the intention is to kill people. I think the intention is to cut costs and make yeah. more money. Yeah, that's what that it makes is. Sense. Yeah, motherfuckers just trying to get it for the cheap, and and they fucking it up. Like you know, the thing about 
street drugs. It ain't like they testing this shit on lab rats. Like they literally testing it on their customer base. So right. I think that's that's a lot of what's fucking it up. It's like, okay, I guess I put too much. I killed three people. Oopsie. You know, it ain't like they got <laughs> motherfuckers, you know, sitting in the back like, hey, try this out. Okay, this is good or this ain't good or, you know, it ain't like the FDA is involved. So, you know, right. motherfuckers just need to be careful out there, man, you know, because it ain't like they going to tell you, oh, yeah, hey, man, this one is a uh, 35% fentanyl. Like, they just going to sell it to you like it's that same shit you got last week and you end up fucked up. So, you know, motherfuckers just need I, to be careful out here, dog. I have to disagree a little bit with that because I know a lot of people that do a lot of stuff. And some of these people know they're drug dealers, know they're getting some pure shit. Like, I was dating someone who used to sniff coke. Like, it's not for me. I don't even like boogers up my nose, but, you know, to each his own. But he would actually sit there and, and break down to me, knowing whoever his boy was, whatever percentage of what was inside of it. And I used to think, like, still not wanting to do it, but like, wow, like, okay, you know what's going inside your body. Be good for you. And I don't think everyone really takes that amount of time because, you know, Coke is a party drug. So who really cares about the actual content inside of it? Yeah, which is fucked up. But, you know, it is what it is, man, especially because, you know, and not to diss nobody or nothing, but if you're doing Coke, it ain't really like you super big on your fucking safety. No goddamn way. But that's another fucking topic. But, um, you know, just to transition out of that shit, man, how do y'all feel about Lil Nas X in general? I love him. I love him. I really do. Um, What I will say at the start of it is that I do wish the music knocked for me a little harder. Like, I wish I really was into the music, but I'm not. Just, it's not where my ear goes to sonically, but I love what he does. I love how he gets... um, ignorant people, homophobic people, and really stresses them out. I like that he plays on certain narratives that gay people have had projected on us for centuries at this point, like the idea of all of us going to hell, so he goes to hell on a stripper pole. The idea of, <laughs> like, you know, gay black men and, and sodomites in prison, so he has a bunch of gay black men in prison busting eight counts. Like, I love him and his creative team because I think that he's very necessary for the time, and he, he highlights a lot of people's insecurities that they 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 couldn't or shouldn't publicly display because it's like what's the word anti-progressive if that makes sense i feel like he exposes a lot of ignorance and i love that he definitely does i love little Nas x too um i have to agree with eric on the music old town road wasn't for me i did like panini but i think the stuff leading into his album is better like i bangs with um what is that um industry, industry baby, baby. Yes. This is a triumphant forms for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Yep. But I I love him just for being a troll. Like, get underneath people's skin because for how long have we had to be called a faggot, be called a bati boy, be called all different types of stupidness and not have no type of defense behind it? Now you have someone on a platform, not necessarily for us because I think I've aged out of that that group (laughs) that he's for, but he's still got a platform and he's still exposing ignorance. Now, certain things I think might be a little too contrived, but at the end of the day, I still like the I like the message that he's he's shooting for. Yeah, mm-hmm. me personally, not a fan, and I think it's because I'm a parent. You know, like um, with me, like I, I feel like I look at him. I would have looked at him more closer to how I look at Cardi B if he came out like this from the gate. Like, if he started uh-huh. out as something that was music geared toward adults, 
then I think I probably wouldn't have as much of a problem with him as I do now that he shows up on my kids' TikTok and my kids' YouTube. Like, he's in my kids' algorithms. So it's kind of like I don't. How old was he when when he first came out? I think probably like 20-something. Is he now like 20? Yeah, because he's like like 21, 22. Yeah, I think it was like 20, like maybe 19. But he was like a younger dude. So the thing is, like when Old Town Road came out, it was pushed on. It was put, or let me not say pushed on kids. Kids gravitated towards it. It became a big TikTok song. It became like a big YouTube song. And then um, Panini as well. Like my kids love Panini. When Panini came out, like my kids played that shit over and over again. But now that these two songs became such big hits with children, now everything he does is still looked at by children. You know, so it's like I don't have as much of a problem with his antics because do you, nigga, be be who you are. But at the same time, like I don't like just the fact that I feel like they're pushing him too fucking much because, like, both of y'all say he ain't even got no hits cracking. So it's like now he's a professional fucking troll. Like he don't have no songs that's all that dope in order for him to even be pushed like this. So I feel like. With him, it's a little agenda y if that's a fucking word. But it's not a word, but the, <laughs> but the <laughs> idea is felt. Um I don't know, because I think within Old Town I think a good portion of his songs would be considered hits, not by me, but by like based on the numbers. Yeah. yeah. I think it would be considered hits at this point because the push is there. I think like what? Industry I don't did Industry Baby go number one? I know Old Town Road did, and then it broke a lot of records. So that definitely was a hit. I've, it didn't go number one, but it was on the charts. Yeah, Old okay. Town it's Road. Hit? All that hype? Old Town Road was a smash I, fucking hit. It had to be number one. It had to, I I couldn't imagine. I would, it not yeah, I'm hit. shocked that it wasn't. And um Panini, even if it wasn't a hit. I'm sure that motherfucker was popular because I heard that song a million times in my house. Industry Baby, I'm not sure. Yeah. I think I saw the video. That's the one with the jail dudes, right? Yeah. I yeah. never, I never but heard. You also the, look. Go ahead. My fault. Go first. But yeah, like I never heard the song, but I'm I'm aware of the video. And like even with that, like I, I really feel like he's an industry plant more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like he's an industry plant. Because even without songs that are resonating with people, he's still getting that push. And, like, that's the reason, like, I feel like he's an industry plant. Like, I feel like he's being used to push an agenda, you know, because, like, I'm I'm moving a little forward. But I'm, I'm going to get into why I feel like he's an industry plant. But go ahead and say what you was going to say, Eric. No, I, I think the shock value um, sells the music more than anything. Like, I think that the scandals associated with each song in each video sells the music. Because sonically, the music isn't bad, but I don't think it's, like, super advanced where it's just like, yeah, this music is slapping. I think it's the music videos that that really do the work for him. Which, you know, I mean, hey, get it how you get it. A lot of people depend on music videos to sell a song. Definitely. But what what gets me with the whole agenda talk, and I know you've seen more than enough memes online... But where was the agenda when it was Britney and Madonna or, or Christina and Madonna kissing or any other salacious shit that straight people do on TV? It's not enough of um, an outcry on that stuff. But and especially when it's girl on girl out action, you don't really hear too many people say too much stuff unless mm-hmm. it's black. Unless it's black women. Yeah. Then, right. You know, every, and then everyone's up in arms. But now it's like 
okay, it's 2021. We have all these different outlets to get whatever type of information and imagery that you can muster. Little Nas X and this, the scandalous stuff, I just feel like it, where does the parenting come in? Because like when you say it's pushed, you got you got kids. So obviously you have different platforms going on in your house. I live by myself. And my god kids are like all teens now and they kind of into like hardcore hip hop and stuff like that. Not really with Nas X. So it's like I always like say this like, you know, my parents didn't allow me to see certain things. Like I wasn't allowed to see Melrose Place because they refused to let me. They used to say, you have enough drama in your life. Why do you need to see these white people in their drama? And I didn't yeah. understand. I didn't understand until I got older. But, you know, there was a certain parental sense into what I was seeing and what I wasn't seeing. And it molded me as an adult. So when I see the stuff out now, it's just like I know it's harder because it's a lot more access and kids are a lot smarter than we were. But it still comes down to parents if you to. <laughs> yeah, I, I lost the word, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, but see, my the the only counter I have to that, as far as like from the perspective of a parent, is nowadays it's a lot harder. Like when you when we were growing up, your parents would come in and see you watching some shit on TV and just turn the fucking TV. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. By eliminating stigma and embracing harm reduction programs like lay responder naloxone access, we can stand together and save lives. In just one year, Indiana Lawson estimated 2,051 Hoosiers to opioid overdose. But these deaths could have been avoided by quickly administering naloxone. To receive training and a free naloxone kit, reach out to Ship Happens at harm-lessindiana.org. It's completely confidential, so please contact Ship Happens at harm-lessindiana.org. Now kids got phones and tablets and shit Like they can be off doing their own thing Just watching their fucking tablet with headphones on And you don't know what the fuck they doing Like I literally have to go into Deuce and Brownie's room To see what they're doing a lot of times Like it ain't like when we was little When the shit would be on the TV You can hear that shit like What the fuck you in there watching What the fuck you in there listening to <laughs> Like now you literally gotta be Over their fucking shoulder a lot of times And you know how YouTube is It's not a whole TV show Like you can be like I don't want your ass watching Channel 11 right now because this show is on. Now it's like, shit, these YouTube videos is five or ten minutes. So what you look right now, he watching a fucking mukbang or he watching, you know, a toy review. And then five minutes later, he watching some shit with profanity in that motherfucker. You know, because a lot of times the way the YouTube algorithm works, that happens a lot of times. Like, my daughter would be watching some shit where it'd be, like, some little life hack videos. Like, oh, you can cut a watermelon this many ways. And then it'll be, like, some some little bitch dressed like Cinderella cussing and shit. Like, what the fuck is going on on YouTube? So, like, what this was that is, thing that had the white people in arms two years oh, ago? Oh, yeah, the, that the, little the, Chinese the scary. Thing. Yeah. Um, it was, like, something that looked like from The Ring, telling the kids to kill themselves and shit. Yeah. Yes. And see, that's yes. what I'm saying. It's, like, as a parent, a lot of times... You can only monitor so much of what your kids are doing because YouTube is like, bam, 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 bam. TV is long form. 
YouTube, you could be watching a, a, a YouTube video two minutes. So you'll see your kid uh-huh. watching something. You're like, oh, okay, he watching toy reviews. And then you walk off and then you hear cussing five minutes later or gunshots or some shit. You know, like it's so fast that they can get into some shit. So it's like as a parent, you kind of hoping that media ain't really fucked up. You know, because like when you was talking about like Britney Spears and all of that type of shit, like I get that. But when Britney Spears came out, she wasn't marketed to kids. Like hit me baby one more time wasn't a kid's song. Yes, it was a popular song, so kids probably heard it. But she didn't make that song geared toward kids. Old Town Road, while adults did fuck with it, you could you can argue that's a goddamn kid's song. Panini is well. Like yeah, well, like the lyrics the lyrics between that and Panini are not I'm gonna say they're geared towards children, but they're light hearted lyrics. Exactly. Uh-huh. And that's what I'm saying. Because like when you hear the the melody, the beat, and you know ninety percent of people listen to music for the hook more than the fucking lyrics. So while he yeah. said, Oh, you know, Old Town Road, it was an adult song, we wasn't listening to that shit. We don't know what the fucking bars are. We only know take my horse to the old town road. So Nigga, you could have been saying. I don't remember that much. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying. Like the the song could have been about fucking and sucking dick, but we didn't know. We only knew the hook. So that's the thing. Uh-huh. Like you know, you you're pushing a lot of this shit to kids, and then now you come out as the pink fucking Randy Savage Macho Man. It's like I'm the switch <laughs> was fucking night and day. Like damn, nigga, like wasn't you just a fucking cowboy dude? Now you. Pregnant nigga, you you coming on a stripper pole to hell? You giving Satan a lap dance? It's like, dude, it's it's hard as a parent to get your kid's favorite artist out of their mind now. Like it would be like if Black Panther became the Pink Panther, you know. And like I tell you, I fuck with you niggas tough, dog. So it's not like I'm homophobic or I, you know, like oh I don't want my kids to see gay people. Like nigga, I grew up with gay cousins and shit, so it ain't that. Mm. But you don't want your kids exposed to no type of sexuality in no early impressionable age because even though I don't feel like watching some shit on TV can make your kids choose to be homosexual, like I don't believe in that shit, but it's just certain shit you don't want to explain to your fucking kids at all. Like it would be like if your kids is watching Blues Clues and a woman walk by with her titties out. Either way, it's like, damn, I do not want to have to talk to my kids about this shit. But I think you just hit two notes. It's the um, <clears throat> talking to your kids because that goes back to what I was saying. Parents need to be parents. You could set all these parameters on YouTube and block whatever or whatever, but they're eventually going to get to it somehow, some way because, again, kids are just smarter than they used to be. I think parents now, like – are just scared because we, you know, between the three of us, we grew up where we couldn't really express ourselves to our parents, especially us gay niggas. Like I tell everyone I'm, I'm, I am the way I am because my mother loves me. So who gives a fuck about the rest of the world? And my mom loves me. Everyone doesn't have that. So when you have all these different types of things and I think the only fucked up thing about it is like, it's just, it might be too much information too quickly when they're young. There's no type of, um, there's no balance. Exactly. Like, you know, between me and Eric growing up, like we had to go through our own trials and tribulations and figure the shit out ourselves. We didn't have access to all this shit to be like, Ooh, I think I want to be androgynous today or right. I want to put on a skirt tomorrow. So I, I get it that it's, it's too much information, but I do think parents need to stop being scared to have these conversations. You don't have to be explicit in what the content is, but 
you know, we're all smart enough to be able to get some type of resolution and understanding within a parent and their child. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. And ignorance is bliss. I feel like a lot of parents are more willing to err on the side of ignorance. And that is why kids roam. That is why kids explore things. Because if you don't give them the rundown on what it is, they're going to find out for themselves. It's like, you know, somebody could tell you that the stove is hot, but until you touch it for yourself and get burned, you don't know that that stove is hot. It's just hearsay. Um, So I think that a lot of parents have to step up and stop acting like media is the end all, the begins all, the ends all for their children. And not for you in particular, but I feel like a lot of people are making that their lead argument, like crusty ass Boosie. um, (laughs) I I was going to get to him too. Okay, so we, well, then we I'll, hold go there. I'll, I'll hold off and wait. But yeah. yeah, I just think that a lot of parents have to step up to the plate. You chose to have this child knowing the world that we're in. You know about the pollution. You still let your kids play in the park. You know that sex is a thing. Porn is a thing. You just cannot give your kids rose-colored glasses. They're going to see the world for what it is. And whether you want to get in front of it or behind it is up to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. Right, <laughs> right. But, but he I, had to throw one in. <laughs> he had to throw one in before the episode. Definitely, right. we had to. A little sexual innuendo. Exactly, we had to. <laughs> we we couldn't not do that. But yeah, like you know, and, and, and as a parent, you know, and that's something that I, I, you know, like just me and other parents discuss all the time. Like you can't just sit your kid in front of the TV and let the TV raise your fucking kid. It's a yeah. lot of us adults who are fucked up because we was raised by TV shows. A lot of motherfuckers was raised by the Rock and Stone Cold. A lot of motherfuckers was raised by Ren and Stimpy and, you know, Tom and Jerry and, you know, Our Real Monsters and all that type of shit. Cat dog raised his goddamn kids. You know what's funny about that? Like, we talk about parenting our kids, but we also not really giving children the um, the acknowledgement of that they're intelligent. Like, you, you say Ren and Stimpy. Ren and Stimpy disturbed me as a child. My parents didn't have to tell me to turn that shit off. I didn't like it. And when you go back and re- when you go back and revisit it, it's a lot of homoerotic shit in Ren and Definitely. That them niggas was a couple. I feel like right. Bert and Ernie was a couple. Like a, a it, it, was, Bert, Bert, it, it was Bert and Ernie are very pure. Yeah, not it was, Bert and Ernie. Right, right. Bert, they were just Bert, trying to live their best Bert life. Bert and Ernie were a couple. If you go back and watch that shit, them niggas was a couple. Like I I was watching Sesame Street with my son. Them niggas a couple. Like a lot of cartoons are different as a grown up than they are as a little kid. Like when you watch mm-hmm. that shit, them niggas is a them niggas a couple. And I don't have no fucking problem yeah. with it. Like like I said, you know, you just have to explain certain shit to kids. You know, like with with my kids, like watching Bert and Ernie be a couple. The cool thing is the fact that to them. You know, they just two motherfuckers living together. And they'll get that when they get older because I'm going to explain it to them. You know, but that's the thing. Like, you know, you want them to get certain shit in in the time that you feel like your kids should get that shit. Even though if something does happen that shocks them, like, what the fuck is that? Like, why are those two dudes together? Like, I was just explaining that shit to my daughter yesterday in the mall. We was in the mall. I'm getting some shoes with Brownie. And a dude walked past and he had like super short shorts with like some compression shorts on them. She like, Daddy, why is his underwear hanging out of his, you know, out of his shorts? And I'm like, Brownie, some some dudes just dress like that. You know, there are some dudes who like dudes and that's their thing. That's how they live their life. It is what it is, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with shit like that. Like, I'm not anti-gay. Like, I'm not 
afraid of my kids being exposed to homosexuality. Like my thing is just like I don't know. Like with, with little Nas X, I just don't like how he's being pushed. Honestly, I don't care how he gets down or what he's into. It's just like a lot to explain to my kids because you see how he shocks adults. You know, so uh-huh. imagine a child who's like, damn, what's up with the cowboy man? Why he pregnant? Daddy, can men get pregnant? Oh, daddy, can men do this? Daddy, should men do that? Like, it's just a lot of fucking questions to answer when it's a dude who to kids was a hero. Like, I'd be mad if let's just say, I don't know. Um, like, I don't know who's popular with kids, but just like, OK, with us. Imagine if we watch Steve from Blues Clues become a gangster rapper or some shit. <laughs> I would not listen to that. But but right. we be tripping though. Like, damn, I, I was raised on this dude. Why is he why did he make this fucking switch? So that's the thing with little Nas X. It's like it was somebody who our kids looked up to who switched into a very adult lifestyle. A lot of what Lil Nas X is doing is geared toward adults. What he does yeah. amongst adults, I don't give a fuck. If you gay, be fucking gay. I tell y'all niggas all the time. Like, nigga, I don't have a problem with neither one of y'all. Eric Devante, yeah. I, I fuck with you in person, my nigga. Like, mm-hmm. you dress how you dress, you do what you do. I don't have no fucking shame in being your fucking homeboy. It ain't like I'm like, oh, I can't tell niggas I'm cool with Eric Devante. That nigga be wearing fucking halter tops. I don't give a fuck. That's my mm-hmm. homie, my nigga. Like, I tell motherfuckers in, in general, like, nigga, I'm not fucking gay. That's just my homeboy. So I don't give a right. fuck what grown people do. That shit don't fucking affect me. But the shit that's pushed to my fucking kids, just like with Lil Boosie and these rappers. Like, I feel like that's a false equivalency because a lot of people try to use that argument. Like, oh, y'all don't say nothing about gangster rappers. Nigga, Chief Keith don't come in my kids' algorithm. Like, my kids don't hear no gangster rap that I personally don't listen to. So that's uh-huh. a different fucking thing. Lil Nas X does. Like, I still get mad sometimes when my daughter be listening to Cardi B and Meg The Stallion because I'm like, that's not for you, Brownie. Like, you shouldn't be dancing to that shit. You know, so shit like that does affect me as a parent. You know, it's not like I'm not even going to say it's not the same outrage because it is with me. But a lot of parents, that's one that I would use. Like if if I was one of those people trying to shit on Lil Nas X, instead of trying to shit on the male rappers, I'd be talking about, nigga, your daughter over here listening to WAP. Why you ain't Uh saying nothing to Cardi and them? And I love Cardi B. Everybody know I, I I love me some Cardi. I don't really fuck with Meg, but I love Cardi B. She she a real one. But I don't uh-huh. want my daughter listening to that shit. I get it. Uh, you on the to... side of little. Oh, you want to go shots? No, you could you could go. I talk too much. Go ahead. <laughs> Not really. It's pretty balanced to me. But either way, uh, in uh, Little Nas's defense, I think the same thing happens with Disney stars. They start out a certain way because they come into the industry really young. They're geared towards children. But then eventually Thank they you. become 20 and 21. And sexuality is a thing. And perspective has evolved. And they don't want to be you know, the kids bop friendly artists anymore because they don't feel kids bop relatable anymore. And the same thing with Chloe Bailey. We've known her since her uh, YouTube days when she was singing Beyonce covers and she was a little girl. But now she's 21, 22, 23, shaking ass and everyone's just like, oh my God, what happened? She grew the fuck up. She grew Thank you. up. And I think we need to give people the grace to, to evolve because a person's artistry is supposed to represent the times and the person that they are. If Little Nas X does not feel like still being at the rodeo, and he feels like fucking niggas, then he's gonna rap about fucking niggas because that is where he's at in life. And that's what makes his art authentic. I think a lot of people, I don't know what they expect of these artists, but they're not 
being realistic. No one artist stays the same forever. And if they do, they don't last. So for me, I think, like, I get the argument of him being geared towards children, but he has a right to evolve as an artist and how he chooses to express it. That's where parents have to come in, like, okay, well, look, I get it. But, like, this song ain't for you. But kids are going to get that information anyway. And the best thing you can do is get in front of it. As far as the argument with, like, the prosthetic, I feel like if parents cannot properly articulate that that is, like, a toy that can be used for acting, the same thing as a wig, like, then you shouldn't have had kids in the first damn place. Like, if you cannot communicate that that is a prop, you do not have the intellectual capacity to have children. Mm -hmm. To piggyback off of Eric, um, he he hit it on the nail because I was going to go with um, when Christina Aguilera became Xtina. I don't even know I'm pronouncing oh, right. it right. And that was a good, uh, era. That was a good era. Um it's like, again, it's back to the access and the, the, the speed at which we get information. Like, I don't know, Dom, I don't know if you remember, you were talking about um, Jasmine Sullivan's hotels and you kind of misquoted the intent of those those songs, which, you know, from your perspective, you're not a fan like that. So you're not following her story or the behind the stories to grasp what that project was about. So you misquoted the same thing could be said about Lil Nas X. Yes, it seems like it's happening fast, but you're not a little Nas X fan to to know when he came out, to, to speak, to, to know all these other things he spoke about, whatever he felt with dealing with sexuality. You just get Old Town Road and then the niggas going down the stripper pole to hell. To hell. Yeah. <laughs> and see, the thing is the speed. It, and that was that. That's my main point. It was the speed of it, because like how he was talking about, like, you know, all the child stars who grew up. A lot of us grew up at the same time as those child stars, just like with Lil Bow Wow. A lot of the women that was little 13-year-old girls when Bow Wow was 13 is now grown with him. So they mm -hmm. they grew with him. Like Lil Nas X, it was like, damn, nigga, you was Old Town Road like four months ago. Now mm -hmm. you on the pole. So a lot of the kids are still kids. That's the yeah. difference as far as Lil Nas X. Like, yeah, nigga, grow, do your shit, nigga. You want to switch lanes? Switch lanes, but you was in the kid lane. Now you far into the adult lane, and that's the thing. Like you know, explaining this shit to my kids, yeah, it's more of an me personally. With me, it's more mm -hmm. of an annoyance than like this big problem where I'm like, we need to cancel little Nas X. No, motherfucker, don't need to be canceled. I'm my thing is just like I look at a lot of in industry plant things like a what are they trying to push here. You know, because like mm -hmm. I said, like with Lil Nas, I got a couple things I want to talk about as far as Lil Nas X. So I'm gonna skip the next thing that I was finna do. I'm gonna go ahead and move that next, and we finna get into what I really want to talk about as far as Lil Nas X, and a, a big part of why I wanted to talk to y'all in particular. Like, how do y'all feel that black homosexuals, you know, or LGBT in general, are portrayed in media as opposed to how white ones? Are portrayed. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Oh my, 
today. Join new My Perks today. Earn more perks than ever for unlimited cash rewards on free gas for my new ride. And free groceries for my guilty pleasures. Don't just earn perks, earn My Perks. Switch today. Now that I think is an agenda for the yeah. most part. I'll let you know how I start that off. You know how I spoke about wanting to have more pockets of different types of people in our culture. Like I could go back as far as um, Keenan Ivory Wayans and the other person in a different world. Hated it. That was my first depiction. And then you get other depictions. I think the only true to form that gave different different um, layers was Noah's Ark. Yeah. And that was so few and far between from what we got then to what we got now. What is being represented, if it's not Little Nas X, which is the extreme, then you got the caddy girls, the sneaky girls, the girls that are only into fashion, the girls that it, it's not it's not enough layers and we're a layered community. Yes. I, that's, I think that's the problem. If If we had more real representation, not just this representation that sells the, cause the, the, the ghetto shit sells because that's the agenda. Like they don't, and I don't want to say as far as emasculating the black man, but maybe emasculating the black culture in general and continuously to show us as ghetto bush babies. That might be the agenda. I don't really, I, I really don't feel like it's a gay agenda being pushed. I feel like it's just a, a demantling of black culture being pushed. Yeah, I, I do think that media um, makes black people and black gay people look like a monolith. I don't watch a lot of shows with white gay characters, and when I do, they're coked out. The girls like these pills <laughs> and all types of shit. They have reckless sex parties and shit which may be the truth um but i also know a lot of black people that live those lives and i know that there are some white gays that don't participate in those things and i think a lot of times we are trying to like really hone in on one particular narrative because it's the popular story or it's more thought-provoking um things of that sort but there are certain shows that really do get it right like i think that pose is a really good show um, because Pose tells the story of the LGBTQ uh, plus community and everyone's story is different. I also like when we got to the end of Pose that not everybody died of AIDS. Like, I was just like, mm-hmm. yeah, the AIDS epidemic was a thing, but not everybody who's gay deals with AIDS or HIV. Like, we have other things. Some of us go to school. Some of us, you know, work nine to five and have to help struggling parents. Like, we are no different than other people other than the fact that we have sex with the same people openly. Um, and the same thing with Insecure I think Insecure is a really good show because Insecure mm-hmm. has episodes where you're just like nothing really happened in this episode but that's how life is some days nothing happens but the day still exists so I think that like with these shows they're more focused on shock value as opposed to really telling true to life stories so I, I think that representation in the black community we don't have a lot of gay black showrunners at least not that I can think of telling our stories like even pose while that was focused on the the people of color community ryan murphy is white as shit mm-hmm. ryan murphy is white as hell um tyler perry i don't even think tyler perry is gay openly and then um he he tells i don't know what stories tyler perry be telling so like yeah i don't i don't I don't know if it's like black versus white. I just think that a lot of people in positions of power to make these changes are more stuck on like what's going to sell, what's the formula, rather than reinventing the wheel. I always felt like those Tyler Perry movies was the dark-skinned man was the bad dude, and then there was a light-skinned dude that saves the, you know, 
messed up woman. Like yeah. I've With seen that. Way. Yes, yeah. all the time. Hella formulaic. But like the the reason I brought the question up was because I honestly feel like when I watch stuff with white gay people, like they get to have differing personalities. Like uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 the the name of the dude who played Doogie Hauser escapes me, but he's, um, Patrick Patrick Nielsen something. Yeah, it's Patrick something because he's yeah. in the new Matrix movie. Yeah, but he like every time I see him, he looks dignified. He's like the fucking um, he's like the Great Gatsby. It's like this nigga oh, don't yeah. wear nothing but fucking tuxedos. Like they let mm-hmm. white people be. Tough gays, cool gays, regular gays, like black gays is Billy Porter and Little Nas X. It's like those are the two images of black homosexuality that you get pushed in media all the time. And I'm like, I know gay dudes that are like all different fucking ways. Like I know flamboyant gay dudes. I know reserved gay dudes. I know straight hardcore gangbanger gay dudes. Like they're all across the board in the black community, as well as uh-huh. lesbians. Like all black lesbians don't play fucking basketball. All black yeah. lesbians ain't, you know, these tough ass um uh Cleo from Set It Off. Like there's black lesbians who just regular ass women who dress like girls and do girly stuff. They just like other girls. But it's like you only get, you know, sneakerhead. Young M.A. type of lesbians And it's like dude like We got a bunch of different people in the LGBTQ plus community That are black that live All types of different lives and I'm like Why don't y'all show all that But you let the white homosexual people Be all over the fucking place So I feel like I just think it goes back to who's telling the story Um I think it, it goes back to who's telling the story And a lot of the people telling our stories Are not us um, yes. so they, they are going with the popular narrative, the love and hip hop narratives where you have like the Bobby lights and I have no problem with Bobby lights. I actually thoroughly enjoy him, but you know, he's one of those girls that are very like rah, rah, rah. And I think that that is the popular story, but you're not really going to focus on the church mouse gay. Um, you mm. like, cause what's the storyline there? And that's why like shots was saying Noah's Ark was such a good show because everybody was different. Like Noah wasn't, um, hypersexual he was just that cool gay that everyone fucked with um you had alex who was like more of like the boisterous type of gay uh ricky is just like the slut of the he was group the hy- he was the hypersexual <laughs> right wade was the trade who was dl and closeted but everybody was lusting for them everybody wanted a wade growing up and i don't remember who alex's man was but that i don't remember what he he was a firefighter so that was um, like there were a bunch of different perspectives being told, but it was also written by like the showrunners were gay black men, so they understood that we don't all look the same. So yeah. if we're not in the room, then nobody can tell our story properly. They're just gonna get what they get on wherever they're getting it from. And what is trade? You said that a couple of times. <laughs> I, <laughs> I ain't heard um, that one yet. Because we got called Dolomite trade about four times. But four or five times. Uh, I might misquote it. I mean, like I, I, I consider it okay. I consider it straight, straight acting. Um, shit, I, I, <laughs> you know, I don't want to give up too many secrets, but yeah. So the original, the original definition of trade are men that traded uh, sex for money. So like, there were certain men that would be gay for pay. 
Um, that's the original definition, hence Trey. Then, um, but us gays, and hopefully I don't get disbarred from the community, but yeah, like... That's why I'm um, trying not to speak too much. <laughs> right, I got it, it's fine. Um, trade is like men that you cannot tell. If they are gay, you cannot tell. They're very like masculine presenting. So that's what trade is. Like, you would not see me in my crop top and coochie cutters and say, hey, trade. Like, no, that's not... That's not what that gives. You and, think of a young lady. And see, that's, <laughs> that's exactly but what I'm saying. Like same, y'all, y'all at the termin- same time we could call straight men trade because they they are straight. Yeah, y'all's right. terminology moves so fast. It'd be hard yes. to keep up with that shit. Like certain shit, Mister Shots will say, like that motherfucker, like call me a beard or some shit. And I'm like, nigga, yeah, I got a beard. <laughs> that shit meant some other shit. <laughs> So I'm like, hold on, nigga. Like, y'all niggas gotta like clue me in on certain shit. Y'all niggas be saying shit, and I be like, hold on, nigga. Hold on, hold on, hold on, nigga. Let me. You won't get all of it. You will not get all of it. Right? I think, but nigga, it gay it allots you to a certain type of wit and intelligence that you have to have to defend yourself. You know, if you, if you're not physically defending yourself, I know a bunch of times that I've cursed people out and they don't pick it up until they go home. Because one, my vocabulary is far beyond that, and two, I got wit about me. And yep. see, you have to. Also, yeah, that, that, eat you up and that's the right thing. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all masterful readers. But my thing is like, nigga, if you my homeboy and me and you are having a personal fucking conversation between me, nigga, let me know what the fuck you talking about. Cause I'll be confused. Like, yes. hold on, nigga. What what was that word your ass just used? Cause I don't want to get it fucked up, nigga. Cause nah, but, nigga. But then we wouldn't we wouldn't put you in a position to um, misrepresent or misuse any type of terminology. Cause you know, no exactly. one's gonna come in my DM like, why'd you have that man up there like that? And that's right. what I'm saying. I'll be like, nigga, you know, cause. You know, I'll I be riding for y'all, nigga. On this show, in person, nigga. When I talk to motherfuckers, like, nigga. You know, I guess you call me an ally, but I just be wanting to know what yes. the fuck I'm talking about when I be talking. Like, that's a big part of why I got Charlotte on this show. I got a million motherfuckers that want to be on too much game that's not. But certain niggas who I really fuck with, who I really feel like got something to offer to certain conversations, that's who comes on this motherfucker. That's why I got y'all on, because y'all my real homies who I really actually talk to. Like, it ain't like the 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 white dude that's like, I got two black Friends, I'm not a racist. <laughs> like, no, y'all niggas really my homies who I talk to all the fucking time. Like, ever since me and Eric Devontae met, like, we just been cool as a motherfucker. Like, from day one since fucking podcast pit. And I'm like, where the rest of this nigga shirt at? But we've been cool <laughs> as a motherfucker. It's funny though because um, I'm just now realizing. Like, I've heard the episode of um. Cat versus dog with Eric on, and that was one of the funniest episodes. Like y'all, you know, you and Chelsea are funny in general, but that shit had me on the floor. Yeah, like man, Eric and, that was and yeah, Eric and Kelvin cool as a motherfucker. But like, I never really had too much conversation with Kelvin, but me and Eric been cool, like cool mm-hmm. as a motherfucker from jump. So it's like and even me and Kelvin, we we are completely different people. We're both gay black men. We're both frater- in fraternities, which you never get that. And if you do get that, I bet you they're DL. Um, like if you see that on TV, they're probably like DL fraternity men fucking with other fraternity bros on the low and then beating them up if they get exposed. Like me and Kelvin are both in fraternities. We are. I wear crop tops. Kelvin. Calvin is like a butch queen, which a butch queen is like, <laughs> he could go either which way in terms of like being more feminine or more masculine. He just looks like your average boy, but it just depends on the day you catch him. Um, so yeah, like none of us are the same. And I think that 
once I don't really know. It seems really layered, but I think a lot of people need to open their minds and understand that people are people. There's a lot of straight people are not going to fuck with all that straight part. people. Gay people don't fuck with all gay people. It's just like you're going to fuck with who you fuck with, and that doesn't determine your sexuality. It more so determines your person skills, your people skills, yeah, than and, anything else. And on some real shit, like a, a a lot of my thing as far as like the representation in media, I feel like if y'all had a lot more representation. That will open a lot more people up to being less quick to be down low. Like a lot of people mm-hmm. wouldn't be as afraid to come out the fucking closet if y'all had representation. Like if it be it became more of a normal fucking thing. Even in the community, like amongst yeah. black people. Mm-hmm. Like I be telling motherfuckers like me personally, nigga, I'm I'm very comfortable in my masculinity. So I don't mind telling motherfuckers, yeah, I got gay homeboys. But I feel like everybody should be able to do that shit. Like it shouldn't be Oh, you kick it with that dude. You must be gay. Like, no, motherfucker. Like, you don't got to fuck everybody you hang out with. Gay, straight. Just like when you hang with fucking women. Like, nigga, I don't fuck every woman that I'm cool with. So it's like, nigga, it, uh-huh. it shouldn't even be... You shouldn't even be putting that shit on people. So, like, that's the reason I feel like a lot of dudes be afraid to come out the fucking closet. Because they feel like it's going to be some type of stigma attached to them. And I be telling motherfuckers, like, nigga, most of gay niggas who I know doing well in life, my nigga. So if you that just be that shit Like you ain't gotta be closeted about it Like you know a lot of us as parents Need to make that shit more acceptable To our kids who get down like that Glad you said that I was about to I was about to touch on that Because the representation is cool too But it also has to start from young Like you know I already said My mom loves me So that instills in me A certain confidence That I've taken into the world So a lot of stuff just rolls off my shoulders But in high school like and I think, like, the little Nas X conversation and just parenting, like, niggas were calling me gay before. I knew what the hell that shit was. And that was, yep. just, simply off, that was just simply off the fact that I was intelligent, the teachers liked me, and all the baddest bitches used to fuck with me. <laughs> like, like not like that, but, like, I was cool. I was funny. So the, the pretty girls, the cool girls, they hang out with me. And the ignorance of, you know, the, the people I grew up with was like, oh, he don't like to play sports. He don't like to get dirty and shit like that. He must be gay. And... Uh-huh. You know, I didn't have that understanding until maybe 17, 18. And this is stuff being, like, drilled into me at 13, 14, 15. Yeah. yeah. So it, it has to start at home because guys don't be, they don't be wanting to come out because, you know, and I know a lot of friends that came out to their parents and were thrown right the fuck out yep. at 15. That uh-huh. That happened in my family. One of my uncles. Like he came out the fucking closet And he was right exiled from the family We still fuck with him don't get me wrong But like my grandfather was like nigga I don't count that son Like just straight the fuck up Like, And and that's like another one of the things As far as like you know How we view LGBT In in our community As far as like now as opposed to How it was back then Like a, a lot of us now like we knew some of our Cousins was like that from jump and we still fucked with him. Like, it ain't like how it was, you know, 30, 40 years ago when it was like, nah, I ain't fucking with, you know, cousin Ken. Because Ken is, he he one of them. Now, it's like, nah, nigga, that's my cousin. He, he gay, nigga, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. We still hang out. Like, you know, it ain't like how it used to be. So, like, I be telling motherfuckers, like, that's like that now. Like, dude, if you gay, just be fucking gay. We still gonna love you. We still gonna defend you. Like nigga, I I beat the fuck out you over one of my gay cousins. Like nigga, you you fuck with one of mine, nigga. I'm I'm gonna fuck you over. Period. Straight up. That's my cousin, and I love him. 
no matter what his lifestyle is, no matter what that motherfucker's into. You know, and just I feel like as black people, we should all be like that. Like it's, it, it should never be something negative anymore. Like that shit is dead. Like nigga, you That's you live like your fucking think. life, dog. That's- that's what I like to think but I think it's all in the messaging too like I remember my mom would drive me to school every day and we would listen to the Steve Harvey morning show or WBLS or whatever and um and they would have random conversations about uh sexuality and stuff and my mom would always kind of like reiterate not in a way that was abusive but I do remember on a few occasions that she would always be like um Y'all better not, I know y'all better not be, da-da-da-da-da. And this was, like, when I'm still trying to understand what gay is. Like, I understand I'm different from the rest of the boys, but I don't have a label to associate with it. So, you know, you're getting all that messaging, and in the back of your mind, if your parent is constantly driving home the fact that you better not be like this, it's just like, well, even if I did come to that realization, you've been telling me for how many years up until this point that that's not okay. So, like... Now that I'm finally here, I have this anxiety around it where it's just like, oh, shit, you know, she's been telling me since I'm 10 that I better not be gay. And here I am six years later and I'm gay. So it's just like, well, I can't tell her that. And then you go into this really dark depression. And this isn't this doesn't happen to everybody, but it definitely happened to me because it was just like, all right, well, I already know she basically is going to hate me for this. So, like, well, what do I do? Like, do I just kill myself? Because if my mom doesn't want me, then, like, who gives a fuck about the rest of the world? Like, I can't even go home. Um so I think that that is a big part of that. Um, yeah, I, I just think that parents have to think about the messages that they're putting out there because they think it's all a game. But like that shit has an effect on you. And it wasn't until I think my mom started to get over it as I got older because I finished college. I went to grad school. I finished that. Um, I had done all these interviews with all these celebrities and stuff. And it was just like, what is my sexuality really withholding me from? Like, what is it doing? You know, I'm not strung out on crack. I'm not out here selling myself to the street. Like, I just sleep with men. And you don't even see that. So why do you care? Exactly. Because, like, I remember when when I was young, and I'm probably sure y'all probably heard this shit, too. Because, like, I I moved around growing up. So I know this ain't just the one school I went to. But, like, we used to ask people, like, would you rather have, like, a whole daughter or a gay son? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I remember those questions. That shit was like a big thing, like amongst, you know, like teenagers and young adults, like nigga. And like now, you know, because I'm not going to front. Like I used to be like, man, I don't know, man, that's a hard one. But like, I think like in my late 20s, like when I really start to get familiar with like gay people, because like my first real actual real interaction with a gay person 
I was in my early 20s and I draw school buses. He was my supervisor. And he shot his shot at me. And I kind of like got at him. Like, I'll beat the fuck wow. out you, homeboy. Like, I was tripping. But then, like, you know, the more we got cool, the more I realized, you know, like he, he would tell me, like, dude, the only way as a gay man you're going to be able to get with the man is to shoot your shot. I'm not being uh-huh. disrespectful to you. I'm just asking you because there's a lot of masculine dudes like you who get down like this. So I'm not trying to make it a thing. Like I'm not trying to make it seem like, Oh, you seem gay. So let me shoot my shot at you. He said, it's not that you seem masculine, but that's the only way I could get down. So it is what it is. And I'm like, nigga, what the fuck made you gay homie? Like, because me and this dude, we became real cool too, because he taught me a lot. About homosexuality Like my cousins and shit They was my cousins And they was way older than me So we didn't have these type of conversations But my supervisor Like he explained to me Like dude it's a preference It ain't something that happened to me It was something I grew up Like it's like You prefer fried chicken I prefer fish It it, it Uh ain't a fucking thing Of something made me like dudes I just grew up That's what I like So that's who I am. So I'm like, all right, for sure. So once I got a better understanding, like I was able to have better interactions with motherfuckers. Cause I grew up, you know, my step pops came from prison. So, you know, it was like, nigga, for nigga sex play, you come at you, you know, some type of gay way, you knock they motherfucking ass out. Like that's how I was raised. But after dealing with him, like that's when I matured. Like, okay, nigga, this, that shit ain't right, dog. They people like I'm a person. Like they like what they like. I like what I like. Just cause we like something different. Don't mean I got to fuck them up, nigga. That would be like if I hollered at a girl and she didn't like me. So she just swung on me like, I don't like light skinned niggas. How dare you come holler at me and you light skinned. So it was like, okay, for sure. You know, I got to mature out of that shit. Like I get information, you know, it's contrary to what I knew in the, in the beginning. But now that I know better, I could fucking do better. You know, so I just feel like just us as the black community in general, like, this is what we should all do. Like, nigga, it, it shouldn't be no negative stigma attached to the shit. It's just a different fucking lifestyle than what a lot of us are fucking used to. That don't make it negative. It's just fucking different. But as far as, like, what's represented, that's what I feel is negative, And that's what I kind of want to dispel a little bit. Your old mentality is probably why I'm going to always be a scaredy cat because I don't approach dudes <laughs> for that reason. And I know we're in 2021 and not everyone's like that. But, um, you know, beside my right hand, my face makes me money. So I would like to not be punched in the face. So I just leave that alone. If you want to approach me, then, you know, by all means, but I just don't be approaching dudes. I'm the same way, Shots, but that sucks because, like, I don't. I'm not going to say that. That's, like, divisive. But, like, um, (laughs) for me, like, the men that I go for don't present the same way as me. Like, they don't wear crop tops and stuff like that. I I like dudes that are, like, roughneck-looking niggas. And, you know, because they're so rough, like, roughneck-looking, you can't necessarily tell that they play for your team because unless they're dressed the way I am, you don't associate them with being gay. So it's just like, well, how do I get the type of guy I like if I can't approach you because I'm afraid you're going to hit me or kill me? You know, like, so it it is a thing where it's just like, I'm just trying to like, you know, you're attractive. You don't know if you cool with that, but like, there's really no reason. And I think a lot of guys, like there have been some really cool guys that have just like been like, oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. But like, no, um, 
And then there's just been other guys that just, like, take it to the head. And those are the ones that you got to get in their ass. No pun intended. But, like, like it's just like, okay, now I got to break you down. Break you down a peg because clearly you think you are greater than you are. Um, so I agree with you completely, Shots. It sucks, but, it, you know, it's the name of the game. Yeah, but mm-hmm. like I said, that's the reason, like, you know, I'm, I'm having this episode right now. Like, that's something that I tell motherfuckers in general. Like, my nigga, if that's how you get down, nigga, just get down like that, dog. Like, you you could be a gangster gay dude, my nigga. Like, you still going to be the homie whether you gay or straight. Like, I kick it with y'all, openly gay, you know, conservative gay. Like, it is what it is, my nigga. Like, I, I just kick it with motherfuckers because they cool people, not because of who they have sex with. Like, nigga, it's niggas who... Who fuck ugly girls, nigga? Like I ain't mad at you because you fuck ugly ass girls, nigga. Like you know that's your thing, so that's your fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, nigga, who you have sex with don't got shit to do with how I fuck with you. Like if you like girls, dudes, you know, long as you ain't fucking children, we cool, my nigga. Like Mm -hmm. that's the only shit that I ain't gonna fuck with you for. You know, if you doing that sexually, get the fuck away from me. But you know who who you fuck is your fucking business at the end of the day. I might have to find another word instead of conservative because I am conservative, but I cut up with the best of them. And <laughs> I've, like, I've always just been to myself in quiet, even as a, a child. And I think that's why I kind of go under the radar. Plus, I'm masculine presenting. But, like, you know, I have fun. I, you know, my friend could tell you some wild ass stories that you'd be like, not nah, shots. You'd be like, yes, that bitch. Yeah, your close friend story. Uh, I, I guess we call it reserve. <laughs> Will we call it reserve? <laughs> Would that be a better um, word? I mean, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I could do reserved. Yeah, reserved. Not too much of my close friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, your close friend story. I'm like, nigga, I don't even know why I'm on this motherfucker. It's funny. <laughs> you know, but hey, nigga, you know, you live your life, nigga. It's, it's just hilarious to me. Like, I, I I laugh at the shit. Like, I be telling motherfuckers, like, that's my sense of humor, my niggas. Like, you know, blame, blame my head, not my heart. A lot of gay mm-hmm. shit niggas be saying in front of me to me funny as a motherfucker. Like, when you uh put me up on that podcast. Nigga, that shit had me dying laughing. Like, gay niggas is the funniest niggas in the world, like, on accident. Niggas ain't even trying to be funny, but they fucking hilarious. Like, I tell people about Eric Devante. That nigga has, I be dying. Just watching your story, nigga, some of the shit you be saying on your show, I just be rolling. And it's just who he naturally is. Straight people that are comfortable with themselves be the most fun, honestly. Uh Uh-huh. Because it doesn't feel contrived. It doesn't feel forced. It's just, Mm -hmm. like, it's two people existing the way it's supposed to be. Um, And I think, like, a lot of gay people, gay men, gay black men in particular, we have to lean on our sense of humor because a lot of shit, when you're trying to figure this out, is not funny. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not funny, even remotely. It's hard. It feels isolated. You don't even know why this is your life. Some A part of you is, like, regretful and then apologetic for your existence. You feel like a burden. It's a lot to take on. And most of us unpack this stuff before we even hit, like, teen years. So imagine not even having a full understanding of self, resources, labels, and concepts. Meanwhile, you feel like the whole world is against you, and you're, like, maybe 10. That's a lot. So it's like for us, a lot of us have to bring ourselves out of that dark period. And because our peers aren't that evolved either, you don't have somebody to lean on for guidance. God bless the younger gay kids that were like more advanced. But like 
you have to bring yourself out of those dark periods. And I remember there was a point where it was just like, if the sun wasn't up, I was in a point of depression. And you have to find a way to make yourself laugh because mm-hmm. it's hard. It is really hard. It's funny you say that about the young kids because I'm slightly jealous. Slightly jealous because uh, they have so much information. Information. Mm-hmm. There's so there's so much sexual ambiguity outside right now. Like mm-hmm. I don't go to the village that often, but I went. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Clubhouse, but we had like a little Clubhouse mm-hmm. link up, and we took some of them by the village. And I was like, Yo, what are they? Twelve, thirteen? What the hell is going on? And, and like I, I think about my youth, and it's like. You know, I, I went from baggy clothes to more form-fitting clothes. Right. But if I would have worn anything hugging my, my thighs, they would have stoned me. Yep. That's fucking right. And, and they don't... Got, I, I mean, West Indians. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, but, yeah, like, they don't they don't have those issues now. Which I, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy for them. But in the back of my head, it's like, oh, well, God damn, why do I have to go through all this shit? Why do I have to... <laughs> get Look, stone, somebody get, had to, get stone somebody so they can frolic. Throw the first stone. And, and somebody right. had to throw the first the first stone at Stonewall. So you know it happens in phases, true. and Very as true. we evolve, it gets a lot easier. So I'm happy for them, <laughs> and I, I'm really loving it. Like even the things that I don't understand, I think a lot of people also think that everyone in the LGBTQIA community is up on the same level of understanding. I don't. Nece- I just learned about being non-binary, um, which is when you don't necessarily. Um, what's the word relate to being male or female you just you're a human being um there's a lot of shit that i have to get up on every day because every day a new person is born with a different set of beliefs and perspectives so it's like that is why it's so important to have different types of representation because not all gay people are the same um so yeah i i get you completely shots i get you completely and when you talk about this this year is the the most i've information or been around trans women and i'm appreciative of that even before (laughs) pose but Pose just gave it another bit, another bit of oh, now I get it even more. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because I didn't know that either. I didn't understand it. I didn't know what questions to ask. I didn't know what was disrespectful and what, what was respectful. But I think that they like people who aren't in the LGBTQIA community just expect us all to be on like one accord, which is nice, but that's not realistic. And that's not the human experience in general. <laughs> yeah, if we if all be in, on one accord, we wouldn't have any wars, famine, and poverty. Right, real life, but um, you you spoke about sexual ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook just got caught, or I'm not not say got caught because he posted on purpose. He just uh posted a picture with a fucking skirt on. Um, me personally, I'm not a fan of that shit. Like if if you gay, be gay. If a skirt, you know, like that goes to the effeminization of black men. I'm not a fan of that shit. Like, I I feel like everybody, and you know, call me old-fashioned, but motherfuckers do what motherfuckers do. I feel like there's some shit that's for girls and there's shit that's for boys. If you uh-huh. on the other side of the fence, then you can do what the fuck you want to because that's what the fuck you do. You like dudes, do what dudes who like dudes do, and that's cool. But dudes wearing skirts, I'm like, come on, my nigga. Like, what 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 are you doing? Can I jump into that real quickly? Go ahead. Me and Dolomite spoke about it earlier. Now with Westbrook, that was just forcing it. And on top of it, the skirt was ugly. The skirt was a little ugly. (laughs) The whole fit was garbage. Now with Cuddy, I could be a little biased because I love Kid Cuddy. I grew up with Kid Cuddy. 
that skirt was cute. And I and like I said before, he keeps on doing these um uh, uh homages to Kurt Cobain. Yeah, I think you would really have to be um a Kurt Cobain fan to really get into it. I do remember when he was coming to events in skirts, no one said anything to him because that was a white man doing it. Now a black man do it, you all want to get up in arms. And then Cuddy's skirt was cute. It was cuter than the SNL skirt that he had on. Or the, no, actually, that was a dress. That SNL skirt yeah, that was, was a dress, nigga. That it was absolutely up. And, and <laughs> just because it was off-white, that don't make it yeah, no even better. With, with, even with Billy Porter, like, I'm not one to wear dresses, but I work in fashion, so I get it. That suit, that that um, black, the, what was it? It was a black and white top, like a regular suit with a bow tie, and then it was a long, flowing black um skirt. That was over to me. But see, that, that's my, I love that. my, yeah, my thing with I the, that shit Billy that. Porter had on, I'm not going to front. I thought that was fly, but Billy Porter's homosexual. So that's sure. why I thought it was right. fly. That was his lane. Like, nigga, you, you gay. Nigga, do, do what you do, my nigga. That's your shit. That shit looked good to me. It was a nice fucking suit. The top was fly. The skirt went with the motherfucking suit. I wasn't even mad at that shit. My thing is like, Westbrook, why are you dressed like a fucking 12-year-old Seven grader from 1996 My nigga like you're dressed like little girls Used to dress when I was in junior high school In the 90s my nigga like grungy Going to church that shit was- But I think that that's the thing You know like even in that statement alone um, You're gay do what you do I know a bunch of gay men that will not wear skirts Because it's not their aesthetic Like I know gay right. men that will not wear crop tops Because that's just not their thing They want baggier clothes They, they want to that, they that do this, And it's not them trying to be straight posing that's just their personal style. So I think that's the thing. Like, Billy Porter's outfits, that tuxedo dress was cute, but a lot of Billy Porter shit is tacky as fuck. I do not like how Billy Porter dresses, and I would not wear any of that stuff. So that idea of, like, if you're gay, do what you do. Me and Billy Porter don't do the same things, not dressing like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that that room of expression. And that's the kind that's a bit of what makes me a little envious of the white gay community, I feel like their parents allow them to explore. I feel like our parents try so hard to steer us from a certain direction that they cause curiosity, and we go over there anyway. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't know. But I do think, as fine as I think Russell Westbrook is, and I mean fine, um, I didn't like that outfit. I like the cardigan, though. I didn't like, I didn't um, like can I, that can shit. Can I read something from the comments that just kind of touched me and actually makes sense? Black masculinity is sensitive. Art has no limitations. Me being a visual artist, I should that should have been a message that should have already came to me. But it's my good homegirl Sanaya that said it, so I do agree. Like, like we like we already said, Kurt Cobain did it so many times, and no one said nothing to it. Uh-huh. Kanye did. Kanye did it. Everyone up in arms. Cuddy did it. Everyone up in arms. Um, the the Westbrook thing, like it. That's a little confusing because he is a straight man, right? There yeah. hasn't been any question of sexuality, right? Yeah. Well, I don't, it's I don't like, know about that. Okay, see, see I, I don't follow sports that heavily, so I don't know. He's but very fashion it, it, forward. So it's come into question because of how fashion forward that he is. Okay, but two two gay men just said that dress is ugly, so it's not fashion forward. Exactly. But he, he obviously has been enough money for a stylist. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm, I'm just like, I'm at a, a crossword. Like, did you ask for some type of feminine um, effect? Was this um, suggested to you by your stylist? Like, there's just so many questions because it's so ugly. Because that was my <laughs> thing. That was really my thing. Because Conway the Machine just wore a fucking skirt. Yeah, Conway the Machine. You can go to his Instagram. I think it's on his Instagram page. Like, Conway the Machine wore a skirt. And again... As much as I'm not in the skirts, it wasn't a bad fucking look. But at the same time, I think the reason that black men get such flack for that shit and white men don't is because of the attack on black masculinity. You know, mm-hmm. like that's one of the things. Like, you know, we we've been we've been put in dresses. Like we've been put in a position where they have tried to attack our masculinity. We have been attacked because of our masculinity. So a lot of times we're trying very hard to protect black masculinity that's the reason that i have the stance that i have when i see westbrook in a fucking skirt and certain niggas wear skirts because it's like dude the lgbt community do what they do and i'm not trying to make it monolithic like all of you dudes should be wearing skirts i'm not saying that i'm just saying that Uh as far as us as men who present as straight masculine males i just feel like it's just certain shit that we should not be so quick to gravitate towards because of the attack on our masculinity. It's just certain shit that like me, I don't want to see my son doing. Now, if my son say, look, daddy, this is my lifestyle. This is what I like. I like dudes, blah, blah, blah. Hey man, I I, I can't stop you. Do your thing. You know, I feel like a lot of my family probably would have been better off if a lot of us were able to just go into the lane that we was in without the pushback. But at the same time, certain shit as far as like with with straight dudes, it's like, dude, quit trying to blur the fucking line because I, I think we'll go ahead. No, nah, go ahead. No, nah, do go your ahead. thing. Do your thing. Um, I do understand that because a lot of black people bring up like the the em- emasculation. Is that the word? Emasculation? That word. Yeah. The emasculation of uh, black men from white people and slave owners and things of that sort. I just think that it's it's a lot of responsibility to carry a plight of something that you didn't ask for and weren't a part of. You know, I think a lot of us as black people, there's a lot of trauma that we deal with as a result of slavery and a lot of things that we've taken in. Even the way that we equate success, we always equate success to that of the white man. If a white man does this, this is what you need to do to be successful. I did not ask 
to be in this life. I did not ask to be gay. I did not ask to be black. So now for you to take on all of the stuff from the past and all the hurt that we dealt with and tell me that I have to live my current life because of that, that had nothing to do with me. That's a lot of responsibility for something I didn't ask for, you know? So like Russell Westbrook, I do understand the attack on black masculinity, but at the same time, sucks that that happened in the past, but why do I have to take that on in today's day? If me, with my hardworking ass, I give all these hours to the NBA, if I want to take my hard-earned money and buy a skirt, why are y'all bothering me? Granted, the skirt is fucking ugly, but so what? It's my ugly skirt. And I don't owe it to y'all to navigate my whole life based on black trauma. I don't owe my parents to go into this certain field because we have financial hardship. That's not my passion. You cannot dictate my life based on your past experiences. That's not fair. You have your life. You navigate it how you navigate it. You know, I think we, we black people live in the trauma that we've experienced. And I understand because it's so deep rooted. But at some point. It has to be individually based. Like, I understand that, you know, black slaves have been raped by white men and all these things. I'm not going to stop wearing crop tops, though. I'm just not. Yeah, you know? Yeah. I, and I think that that is the thing. We have to stop putting our past traumas on each other. That's not fair to Russell. It, let him wear his ugly skirt. Let Billy look tacky. And no. he does. Well, <laughs> he don't always look tacky. Some, sometimes he looks fly. But um, well, Billy, but the the, the, con, the conversation should probably just the yeah yeah eighty five percent of the yeah, time he does. But the conversation say, should just be on the fashion, not on all that other bullshit. Yeah, because what Sanaya, right. Sanaya Bamboo said, it's all about self. Do what applies to you, without being offended by what doesn't apply to others. But my thing, as far as like these niggas got platforms, like that's uh-huh. that's kind of what. What kind of gets me about certain shit Certain niggas with platforms Like how you know with, with Mr. Shots As far as like Westbrook Like certain shit look forced Certain shit don't look like That's some shit you just decided to do Because remember this ain't uh-huh. the first time A celebrity has worn some shit like this Diddy wore some shit that he said Was a kilt Dwayne Wade before we found out he was flexible He wore some shit <clears throat> um, I think Omar Epps wore one um, in the International Players Anthem video, um, Andre 3000 openly wore a kilt. Like, certain people, that shit is on brand. Like, if that's on brand, I don't mind some shit that's on brand. Like, even with Young Thug, we talk shit about Young Thug for like two or three years for wearing dresses. But once it became something that was on brand, it was like, okay, nigga, this, this is what this nigga does. He wears skirts for sure, nigga. Do, do your shit. But at the same time, uh-huh. it's like, you know, it's just, again, as a parent, it's just a lot to fucking explain to your fucking kids. Like, with us, and and y'all was raised probably how I was raised. Like, nigga, boys wear blue, girls wear pink. Boys wear pants, girls wear fucking skirts. So it's like when you uh-huh. see niggas wearing skirts all regularly like that, like, you don't really see, like, Bruce Willis in no motherfucking skirt. Like, you don't see they tough celebrities do holiday heart movies and shit like that. Like two one food came out and that was what that was. But it seemed like, you know, like they be saying, and you know, all of us in the conspiracy nigga community done seen all the tough black stars got to put a fucking skirt on at some point. Like it, it's like a, a regular fucking thing. So like I said, that's the reason a lot of us are so get so defensive when we see d- black dudes wear that shit. Cause it's like, come on my nigga. Like, Y'all know that there is an agenda, whether or not it's effective, whether or not 
it's something to be paid attention to. Because like I said, nigga, I don't feel like TV going to make my son gay. I don't feel like if my son watch a certain show, oh, damn, now my son gay. This nigga done fucked around and watched SpongeBob. Now my nigga gay. Like, he, he was straight at first. Like, no, nigga. If you're going to be gay, you're going to be gay no matter what's on fucking TV. No matter what a fucking celebrity do. But it's just the image of the black man. We are very protective of that because we understand the fact that it is under attack. So that's a lot of yeah. the reason that we really be tripping. It ain't that we mad at what a nigga do or how a nigga dress. It's we understand that the attack is happening. So we are pushing back against something that we see openly happening. But as black people, when haven't we been under attack? Right. Shit. Before we like, has there ever been a point where black people have been safe? Uh before white um, people came out the caves. I'm dead. My point. So it's just like all these these centuries of oppression, it's just that's a big burden for someone who was born in 2021. It's just like, I feel like wearing a skirt. Like, it's just that's a lot to put on a person. And, you know, I do understand that a, a lot of our masculine figures have done dragon movies and stuff. But, you know, we don't bash Robin Williams, God rest his soul, for Mrs. Doubtfire. We don't bash Arnold Schwarzenegger for being a pregnant man. Like, those were films mm-hmm. that happened too. I just think like, we cannot change the past and you also cannot change how people look at you. You know how like you, you're in certain spaces and people are like, oh my God, do you have to be so loud? There's white people in here. There's always going to be white people around. That cannot dictate my way of living. Should I have a certain level of cooth and class about myself? Absolutely. But not because there are white people in my presence, but because I should have that and want that for myself. And I feel like there's this ingrained power that we give white people that really lets us or lets them dictate the way that we live our lives. And I think that, like, as black people, we really need to check that because the names that we give our kids, certain names were just like, that's very ethnic. Bitch, what? Like, you know, like, my mom told me my name is Eric because she wanted me to have a corporate position or be able to secure a job. But my middle name is Devante. So that was supposed to be the first name. And then my aunt and my mom swapped it. So I'm just like, I love my name in totality. But at the same time, think about it. Think about it. That's power given to the white person. You want to make sure that you can survive in their spaces. You want to make sure that we look presentable to them. We don't care about how the other niggas look at us, but we damn sure care about how white people perceive us. And that's the level of power I cannot give to anybody. And I'm glad you said that because you made me think about my little bit of time in corporate America. Like um, I was working for the cable company out here. And, you know, even though you can't see my face, you can hear how I sound. Um, before we had a term for it, I guess I was code switching. So of course I passed a phone interview. They gagged when they saw me. Like, and I was very, I was very in, intentional when I grew up. My locks. I didn't want my locks to look like my dad's. My dad's roster. I didn't. I didn't like the way that looked. But knowing that I had to get jobs and I might be in corporate America, like I stay on top of how my hair looks. I want to see my parts. I, like I don't want anyone or the white people to be like, "Ooh, what's that." I wanted to look prim and proper at all times. And I never really sat and thought about the mental weight that has trying to (laughs) appease these people. Meanwhile, some white people come outside looking like pure shit. Mm -hmm. Holes and everything, raggedy. Like, did you wash your ass? You smell like dog. But, like, they don't give a fuck. Only black people care about white people think, what white people think. White people just say anything to a black person and be like, oh, I didn't think of it like that yeah because you don't give a fuck and that's why black people shouldn't give such a fuck white celebrities right. openly say I mean, that I, they don't bathe every day 
That's a right. whole. That's a black person would say that. Hell no. Not allowed. <laughs> not even if it was the a truth. Black person would not say that. Not even if it was huh? the fucking truth. Not even if the nigga really didn't right. bathe. He not gonna admit that shit. He gonna act like he bathed every day. But that's the fucking. Right. But I'm just saying, like in general, dog, because you know, like with me and the defense of, of black masculinity, it's just in general. Like whether white uh-huh. people are trying to attack it or not, it's just something that just us as the black community. Like you know, just older black dudes when they see younger black dudes. Like I grew up on nigga, pull your motherfucking pants up. Like certain uh-huh. shit just ain't acceptable in the motherfucking community. Like nigga, I, I sagged my pants for a long fucking time, but once I got mature, it's like yeah, nigga, that that shit ain't. I shouldn't be sagging my motherfucking pants. I am a grown man. I should be presenting myself a certain way. When I see niggas in skirts, I kind of I get on my old man shit with that shit. Like man, what the fuck is you doing, my nigga? Like we grew up. That's for girls. Why are you doing something that's for girls? Not that white people is around because I don't know who saw that motherfucking picture and I don't care who saw that motherfucker. Like if I see my son doing that shit, I'm gonna be like, my nigga, what the fuck is you doing? Just like if I saw my son sagging his pants. Like it's just certain shit that don't fucking look right no matter what the agenda or any of that shit. Just like a Westbrook had on, like my nigga, it wasn't fly, it wasn't cool, it didn't look good, like what the fuck are you doing? Because like even in the early 2000s or say mid 2000s, when the tighter clothes started coming in, like it was, you know, it got some pushback like, oh, niggas wearing skinny jeans. But now we're all wearing skinny jeans. Like if you see a nigga with a 4X T-shirt on and he weighs under 300 pounds, you know, what the fuck are you doing, my nigga? Like you look stupid, you know, so that's the thing. Like I understand if you do something that's different, if it looks fly, it won't be pushed back. But these niggas with their skirts on, it ain't even nothing fly about that shit. It's j- you're literally just doing some shit girls do. Like, I've yet to see a skirt look good on a fucking man. So that's the reason you get so much pushback. Just like how Janelle Monet was getting pushed back when she first came out wearing, like, the suit tops and shit. But then, like, it became her thing. It became something fly. So it wasn't like we like, oh, Janelle Monae is a fucking lesbian. It just was like, you know, she wears suits. That's her well, brand. We so we don't have no fucking problem with that shit. But that's, yeah. that's the fucking I also thing think about like the origins of certain things. Like, like men who wear heels and people be like, damn, women can't have shit. Well, heels weren't invented for y'all. That was invented for short men. <laughs> like, yeah. that has nothing to yeah, do with y'all. y'all adopted shit. that. But that wasn't for women intentionally so it's just like we also don't know the origins of a lot of this shit so i think the gatekeeping is a little problematic as well and it also stifles people from living their lives um i don't know i think for me i just realized that the way i'm not gonna have my skin wrinkle is to mind my fucking business i think like mm-hmm. a and lot stay of hydrated. Have... say it again and stay hydrated that right like i think a lot of people have this entitlement over the way other people live their lives but they don't even tend to their own garden and that's why their shit is wilted and dead like people Mm. need to focus on what's going on with themselves so that way they can be a productive member of society rather than telling eric oh you need more of a shirt bitch you need a job so we both got issues (laughs) like i think like worry about what you got going on and stop trying to impose your life values and stuff on me. If I'm not stabbing somebody in the street, if I'm not robbing people, if I'm not doing anything other than letting my personal style exist and breathing and going after my dreams, 
why do you care? Like, why do you care? And that's the thing. That's why so many people are, like, randomly slaughtered. Trans girls get killed for existing. It's just, like, you are so confused about yourself that you have to harm me to feel better. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of that is coming from white men, but I'm not even finna delve all into that shit. (laughs) Because, like, they talk about, like, the trans getting killed. I don't think that's brothers doing that shit, dog. I oh, there's like, a lot of black men yeah, killing trans. Well, see, that's, but that, uh, a lot of that yeah, is man. I thought I was fucking a girl. White men it's are just out there that, actively also, doing some bullshit. Expo- it's very layered. It's very layered. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but again, like Shots, I said, that, that on, I don't. Ahead, I support you. I don't even no, want to get too deep into that shit because that's a whole another hour long fucking episode. I already know, dog. Just for yeah, motherfuckers who are not completely to. knowledgeable, I'm just an ally, yeah, and nigga, my heart goes out to. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's a whole. Not cool. I honestly feel like I'd have to literally bring some of them on to have that conversation. So I'm not even gonna get too deep into that. But um, the baby, do y'all feel like he deserved to be canceled? Socks. <laughs> Uh, okay. After after thinking about it for a while, no. The way that they waited a whole two weeks to want to educate the guy, that should have been the very first thing that they did when that happened. Um, I think it was Dolomite that said, um, I don't know what episode number it was, but we have freedom of speech, but with freedom of speech comes freedom of reaction. Like, you can't be mad at people for the dumb shit that came out of your mouth. But, you know, we can uh-huh. react to it because it's all over the place. It's not, it wasn't nothing said in confidence. It was nothing said in private. We all heard what you said. Uh-huh. Now, I think them trying to make it a teachable moment, they took too long. Like, that could have that could have easily... Because I, I don't want to see a black man lose any money. I'm not really a fan of his, of his music like that. But, like, I don't feel like... Especially because he got a kid. Like, I don't feel like you need to tear him down completely. I feel like you should have... You know, popped his his hand or whatnot, put him in a corner, let him read a book on. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All the stupid shit that he said incorrectly and misinformed his fans and other people that saw that video. Uh-huh. I don't think a strict cancellation was needed yeah. because we we we've canceled people for lesser black women, and you know he the baby might be able to bounce back from that because you know the ignorance will feed his pockets. But like, look at Chrisette Michelle; she didn't even really say anything too stupid. But she just sided a donkey, uh-huh. and her her career shot to shit now. Straight to hell, fucked her up. Mm-hmm. And I like and I like Chris Michelle too. Me too. I do too. She has good music. Y'all she was stuck on that. Y'all don't even want to sing no more. Y'all don't fucked up good music. Um, exactly. So yeah, I don't. I never thought the baby should have been. Kidding. My thing is like I was a the baby fanatic, not musically. No, but like <laughs> he, I was lusting over the baby like crazy. Um, that hyper masculine thing. But I do think that an example needed to be made. It sucks that it was a, at a black man's expense.
fence, but you just cannot go around saying anything. And I do understand that right now we live in like the, the gold medal era where everyone wants a participation award and everyone wants to be number one and all this. But I do think that you have to teach people how to treat you at the end of the day. You can't go around spewing ignorance talking talking about uh, if you don't have HIV, AIDS, or any of them things that kill you in, like, a few weeks. It's just, like, that's not how that works, the baby. And you have such a big platform. You're, like, right up there with Meg. And Meg is a superstar at this point. So for you to have this level of stardom and be as ignorant as you are, pushing that ignorance onto other impressionable people, you're problematic. So if your pockets have to get hit, I just hope that you learn your lesson. I'm glad he's bouncing back because I do like to see a black man doing well. I know he's providing for his family. But anyone who says that he shouldn't have had repercussions for what he said is a dick rider. So that's, yeah, that's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like with me, that's how I feel. Like nigga, niggas, niggas gonna, they gonna see about you for this shit. Like I, I mm-hmm. felt what he was saying, but it was ignorant as a motherfucker. And that was the thing, like, my nigga, like, I understand you just speaking from the heart, but it's just certain shit that you might have should have did a uh, a rehearsal before you said that shit. Like, you might have should have talked to somebody before you said that shit out loud. Because they going to get on your ass about that shit. That was some ignorant ass shit. You know, and I wasn't mad. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, the straights may not feel this way. But I know I've seen and heard a lot of people in our culture say, but it sounded really personal. Like, you got your dick sucked the wrong way in that parking lot, and you just wanted to take it out on the whole world. Damn. It just, it was just so, it was just so random because he's never really done anything like that before. Damn, so you saying he sounded like a booty goon? Uh, Damn. That's crazy. <laughs> but see, that, that was your word choice. I don't think me or Shots was going to use that terminology. A booty goon? Yeah, booty boot. Booty goon is so funny. Do y'all still say dad. booty goon? Yeah, but I've never used that. Gay no. people have certain vernacular, but that is not one of them. Booty goon ain't one of what okay, what do you call the the, the gangster gay dudes then? A butt band? Trey. Oh, okay. Right. Okay, oh, Trey. Booty goon. Goon. That definitely sound like some. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't God. know, nigga. Oh, shit. We don't really talk about hey, gangster gay dudes. I don't you know, I ain't had no conversation with y'all niggas about that shit, but I don't know, nigga. Hey, booty you know doing it. So funny about the the baby though. Like he do do a lot of gay shit. <laughs> Yo, prior prior to those comments, he do do a lot of gay shit. Like like it's twenty twenty one. Men are a little bit more open with you know showing their skincare and taking care of themselves and stuff like that, manicures and pedicures. But outside the baby, I've not seen a straight man show off their feet so much. In life, mm. that's why I stopped and doing socks of the day. That's why I right. stopped doing socks of the day. That's literally what canceled socks of the day, nigga. When I, <laughs> when I start getting them DMs, I said, "All right, nigga, I, I see what y'all niggas doing. Let me go ahead and gracefully bow out of this shit. I'm gonna lead this to y'all's community because I don't see, want like, no parts." That might be too much to say that he's gay adjacent or DL or whatever, but there's a lot of people within this industry that know know the fan base, know the sub fan base, and is going to do stuff to keep the fans happy. Right? Yeah. I'm I'm sure because because when he did that not apology rebuttal and was talking about him having gay fans or whatnot, okay, so you acknowledge that you you got you got some homos in in, in your cult, so. 
are you showing your feet for the homos or are you showing your feet for the girls? So it just like Or is he showing his feet for those who he wants to entice that are in that, you know, community. Which is what I said. Yeah. <laughs> it's both the heteros and the homos. Exactly. He like, hey y'all, I like y'all too. Mm. Yeah, it was just weird because there are there were a lot of us that really bang with the baby. And even though I didn't think I had a mm, that's a lot. Um, even though um, he didn't necessarily play for my team, it was just like, I fuck with a black man on the come up doing what he loves. He's always vocal yeah. about being with his daughter. It was just, there was no reason to not support him. Just the same way there was no reason for him to get on stage and rolling out and talk about sexuality and, and, and health. I'm like, baby, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you don't even have a song about this. Like, why are you talking about this? Stick to, and you got a $20 bill, put your hands up and get off the stage. Exactly. So, that's... That's my thing. I know we're going to touch on Boosie, but I think that's why, like, we just roll our eyes and keep it moving with Boosie because we know what the rhetoric is going to give at all times. Uh The baby didn't do nothing like that. Yeah, it was off brand. Unprovoked nature. Exactly. It was off brand. And that's my whole thing with Russell Westbrook and a lot of this shit. Like, this ain't even your fucking brand. Like, you're going out of your way to do some bullshit. And that's a lot of the shit that I fucking call out. But. Thank you for bringing us to that. Lil Boosie, Eric Devante, please don't hold back. How you feel about Lil Boosie? I don't I don't have all the phrasing. I mean like <laughs> I don't have all the phrasing. I do not like him. I do not. I crusty ass Boosie. I do not. And the thing that upsets me more than Boosie himself, because Boosie's ignorant and he has no problem showing it. The issue is black people who support Boosie and overlook the contradictions um, and and can't even articulate why he's right. or, or... Boosie has not had a solid hit since Wipe Me Down. I don't know when Wipe Me Down dropped, but the fact that we have allowed him to come back into cultural relevancy based on his homophobic rhetoric shows how bad the black community is. We literally revitalized his career, not because he dropped a song that we liked, but because he bashed gay people and we were just like, this nigga's preaching. We're going to keep him around. He done been on The Breakfast Club. He done been on The Shade Room more than fucking an actual celebrity. He has constantly been promoted for bashing a community that he has no ties to. Then on top of it, you have the audacity to get on a public platform and boast about the fact that you paid some old prostitute to sexually assault your son in an effort to make sure that he remained heterosexual. Nobody sees anything wrong with molestation and rape, but the gay people are the issue here. Little Nas X is the burden here because he's riding down to hell, metaphorically twerking on Satan that none of us are supposed to meet until we actually die. But Boosie's telling y'all in real time that he has had his son molested to ensure that he 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 keeps him straight. That is the type of time in the black community is on. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of him being on these public platforms. The fact that he was on The Breakfast Club and they brought... Blame Monroe's pick me bad wig wearing ass to tell mm. him about why I don't even know why Flame Monroe was chosen as the the post the person. But what I will tell you is that they didn't bring T. S. Madison on the Breakfast Club to talk to Boosie because T. S. Madison is not there to get the straight man's vote. T. S. Madison is there to call it like it is. Flame Monroe is not the best representation of the trans community because Flame Monroe goes back and forth between he and she and all the stuff, which is fine. But that goes to show that not all trans people are the same. Either way, to bring this back, 
Boosie's crusty ass should not have as much fucking publicity as he has been getting. Boosie has not contributed anything for the culture for about two decades. Boosie has literally got on live and said, put your pussy lips on live, I'll give you $1,000. So he's sexually assaulting women verbally. You had your son raped by an older woman. He don't fucking wash his ass. And he always has white crusty stuff on the side of his fucking mouth. So every platform that keeps bringing Boosie on, I really want you to think about what you're contributing to the culture by having this crust ball on your fucking platform. Um, we need the bell from Cat vs. Dog because we would have broke it by now. Work. <laughs> yes. I do not like him. Oh my god. I, I concur. Um, In closing, that's the statement. I do not like him. God damn. I, I just don't know why he's not back in jail. Just off the molestation of your son. And then you just just so adamant about telling everybody, like, why are you not back in jail yet? Uh, because old feelings will re-arise and he'll be triggered. Hence why he don't like the gays now. Who knows what was going on in prison? But Boosie don't look like he could hold his own. Boosie was probably getting bent over for a pack of Marlboro cigarettes. Probably. And I always say this is the ones that are just so adamantly um, homophobic and got so much so much smoke for us. Those would be the ones in the back alleys getting bent over. Those would be the ones on on Jack talking about they DL or they're conservative or whatever. Uh, and he just so he just so decrepit looking. Like I don't even I honestly don't like looking at him. Like he looked like curdled milk. Damn. Curdled yes. chocolate milk. Decrepit is the fucking word. Decrepit. Damn. Mm-mm. That should be his IG name, decrepit. <laughs> right, since since um Zuckerberg doesn't want to give him back his um his IG. I'm gonna say because I think they're trying to ban his ass, but Hmm? I think they nothing but hate. Yeah, they're trying to ban him from Instagram. But like me, I think the reason I don't completely hate this nigga as far as like his rhetoric is because it comes from a place of honest ignorance. Like it's, as, it's real honest. Yeah, like a, a, as much as it's like you know he's saying some bullshit, it comes from a place of like that's honestly how he feel, and I feel strongly that people should be able to express themselves from how they feel. The, the same is like Lil Nas X though, just like how you said they keep giving this nigga a platform. That's how I feel about Lil Nas X. Like y'all said, this nigga ain't got no hits yet. He's on the Breakfast Club. That's how I feel about Lil Nas X. You ain't got no fucking hits, but you on the Grammys. You every award show they make sure to put this nigga here. That's how I feel about Billy Porter. I don't even be knowing what this. But Lil Nas X does, and Billy Porter was just a part of a show that won three Emmys. The yeah. the, the accolades do not add up. Lil Nas X, Old Town Road broke a record. I think he passed Mariah Carey's record, and you know that means something. Hell yeah! And then on mm-hmm. top of it, Billy Porter posts to comb three. Three uh, Emmys. Then on top of it, he's the fairy godmother in Cinderella. They're both working men. I think Boosie, Billy Porter's an EGOT, too. Boosie's not doing anything other than being brought back to relevance because he keeps bashing a community that he has no part of. That's literally his brand at this point, bashing the gays. Boosie still ain't dropping no music and probably has no intention to drop music. Boosie don't act. Boosie don't do shit but spew gay, anti-gay rhetoric. So it's not the same. Little Nas X... And him celebrating his homosexuality and embracing who he is, he's not telling you fuck the straights. He's not saying straight niggas are bums. He's not saying you need to be gay. Little Nas X is literally sharing his experience through art. However he interprets that, that is it. Billy Porter is expressing himself through art and his 
fashion. Boosie is getting paid to bash the gays religiously. Like, that is what his brand has become. We're talking about brands for Russell Westbrook. Boosie's brand is now the anti-gay man. That's why, like, when Shot said, when Boosie speaks, we automatically roll our eyes because we know what he's talking about. We know. Yeah. Even though his... his... Dr. Umar Johnson, you know what he gives every time he talks. Kevin Samuels, you know what he gives every time he talks. That is the brand. Boosie has become one of those guys. He's the anti-gay guy. Um, Did you see his Breakfast Club interview? I meant to hit y'all up and tell y'all to watch the whole thing in its entirety. Um, some of the shit I kind of agree with, a lot of the shit I kind of didn't. I was like 50-50 on a lot of that interview. Because, like, he was talking about um, when he said he wanted to beat Lil Nas X up. And I get I get where he was coming from. Like, nigga, if you want to hop on that stage butt-ass naked, because remember, like I told y'all with the same shit I said, if I see a woman, like, if I see Cardi B pull her titties out, on some shit my kids is watching. I'm gonna be mad at her. Like I don't want to see no adult sexual organs on no TV that my kids is watching. I don't give a fuck man or woman. Like I'll be tripping too. But it's Dolomite. Far- he told a woman to put her pussy lips on live, a public platform for a thousand dollars. And you're talking about if Lil Nas X gets on stage naked. Which- what are we talking about? And then, and then it's the violent. It's the violence behind the hate. Like Dolomite. You, especially when it's cat versus dog, you say some ignorant ass shit, but Definitely. it's no hate behind it. Hell no, there's <laughs> no hate behind it's it. It's a, just... it's an adult show. Like because uh-huh. like my kids always ask me like y'all see I got these fucking too much game t shirts on and shit, and my daughter was asking me like daddy, do you got some for kids? I'm like brownie, it's not a kid show. Like uh-huh. I, I had to, I could have made t shirts of too much game. Four children, but why would I do that? This ain't no kid show. Like, yeah, uh, they uh, for what? Exactly. You would gag like, and say, "Good evening, motherfuckers and motherfuckers." Motherfuckers. Exactly. <laughs> like, nigga, it ain't nothing, kid, about what the fuck I do. So, no, I'm not doing shit for kids. Like, I'm not putting out kid t-shirts. Like, no, I have children, but like, even with my kids, like my kids, they're mine. So, like, I don't mind my kids listening to too much gang because that's their motherfucking daddy. But, like, I wouldn't want nobody to say, oh, me and my fucking four-year-old daughter listening to too much game all day. Like, nigga, why the fuck you got your little girl listening to this shit, nigga? Like, I could talk to my kids and break down the differences of what the fuck I'm saying. This is what you should hear. This is what the fuck I don't want y'all listening to. But, like, uh-huh. I don't want everybody kids listening to my fucking show because I be cussing like a motherfucker. Like, I wouldn't want my kids listening to this shit, even though they do because they my kids. So my son, he be wanting to be supportive. So sometimes I go in the fucking room, my damn son, watching my goddamn show. I'm like, dude, what the fuck you doing, my nigga? But it is what it is. That's my son. So, of course, he going to look up uh-huh. to me. My kids want to hear my show. But as far as Lil Boosie, like, that nigga's not geared toward kids. I don't think he... Well, I don't know. He can't control it. But when he said put your pussy lips on live, I, I was hoping he don't think it's going to be kids in his live when the bitch put her pussy on that motherfucker. But he an ignorant motherfucker. But he do like what he same, fucking do. But go ahead. The same way you talked about the kids watching stuff on YouTube or, or any of these platforms on these devices. Okay, your kids may not be on Instagram, which I advise not to have your kids on social media. So maybe about 17, 18. That's a whole nother yeah. story. But... Who's to say someone else's kids wasn't online when this nigga said that? Mm-hmm. Right. Especially because, like you said, 
he's getting funneled into the algorithm. If he keeps popping up on the shade room, if you see him on the neighborhood talk, if you see him on Hollywood Unlocked, then you have exposure. So what happens? You're just like, well, what else does he do? So you go to his page. Put your pussy lips on live. I give you a thousand dollars. We have the same problem as Lil Nas X. It's more inappropriate, actually. It's actually more. It's explicitly more inappropriate than Lil Nas X. Then on, mm-hmm. I don't know. I really do wish I was in a position like Lil Nas X. Because had I heard that on the Breakfast Club, had I heard that he said he would beat my ass if I did this, you would go do it. Baby, shit. now we got a new show. God, now damn. we got a new, a new show. Cause beat my ass, beat my right. ass. But see, my thing as far as like what what they talking about, like with their whole little back and forth as far as like him saying he'll fuck Lil Nas X up for that shit. Like, I just wish that Lil Nas X would honestly come out and intelligently talk about this shit. Like, honestly, use your platform for instead of just trolling, really educate motherfuckers on why you're doing what you're doing. Like, look, my nigga, I know you you stupid motherfuckers and, and you think that. I'm a detriment to your fucking kids. The reason I'm doing this, I'm, I'm I'm purposely pissing you niggas off because my community lacks representation. There is nobody in my position with a platform as big as I have to show what the fuck goes on in my fucking community. Like, I just wish he were more intelligently uh, communicate his actual platform and what the fuck he's doing this shit for, as opposed to just here go these antics. I'm out. But like, why do the Boosies right. want the accurate information? Do boos- do the Boosies of the world I don't care think- about the facts and accurate information? I don't think the Boosies do. And it goes do, back to what Eric said. Do. Why does that need to be Lil Nas X's burden to educate the masses? Because it's his the burden to troll. Like when white people do shit that's problematic. It's not a black person's job to be like, this is why this is a problem. This is why I'm affected. This is why this is racist. This is why it's offensive to my culture. That's a burden I should not have to take on because I'm black and you're white. That's not my job as a gay person to educate a straight person on why this is this and why this is that. Like, straight people don't have that burden. White people don't have that burden. Like, it's it's this double standard. We don't owe y'all shit. We don't owe y'all shit. But my thing as far as Lil Nas X just in particular, right? I'm not telling him to explain to Lil Boosie. I'm telling him to explain just in general. Like us as black people a lot of times. Like when we do certain shit, it kind of is our duty. Like us at, us with platforms. Like me a lot of times as a podcaster, the reason I mm-hmm. explain a lot of shit a certain way is to let motherfuckers know this is why I talk like this. This is mm-hmm. why I'm saying this shit. I'm not just on this motherfucker cussing for the sake of fucking using profanity. Nigga, this is why I talk like this. This is why the fuck I dress like this. This is why I deliver this fucking information the way I do. Because I'm trying to get that shit to a certain fucking demographic. So I got to talk like this so certain niggas will understand this shit. Like, I'm not trying to explain myself because I owe you niggas some shit. I'm explaining this shit so you niggas could understand this shit. Because a lot of motherfuckers just don't. Like, we can't just assume motherfuckers is going to understand why we're doing certain shit, how we do certain shit. So some motherfuckers, you got to explain it to their ass like they dumb. Like, you know, like I know both of y'all on this motherfucker. Y'all know the average human being is a dummy. You got to explain shit to average motherfuckers like they kids sometimes. You might assume motherfuckers is as intelligent as you are. So you might take certain information and you digest it this way but a lot of motherfuckers you do gotta explain it to them like they're dumb 
So certain mm-hmm. shit you do, motherfuckers gonna be up in arms. To you, it's like nigga, you should just get it. But a lot of motherfuckers don't. So sometimes you gotta explain it to motherfuckers like they like they little kids. A lot of motherfuckers understand shit on a third grade reading level. So sometimes you're gonna have to dumb it down for motherfuckers. So like that's my thing with Lil Nas X, cause I know one thing about that. He ain't no stupid motherfucker. Like I, I used to see that nigga yeah. tweets when he was just known as a goddamn barb. Cause, you know, I'm not a Lil Nas X <laughs> fan. But I know exactly who that nigga is. Uh-huh. Like, I was on Twitter, you know, for a while just checking shit out. Like, nigga, I've been aware of Lil Nas X way before Old Town Road. The nigga been a Twitter nigga for years. So I remember when he was just arguing with the barbs all motherfucking day. So the thing is, I understand he's a very intelligent dude. And I think that's another reason I'm not a fan of him. Because as intelligent as that dude is... I feel like he's allowing himself to be used. So I just feel like like he should really just come out there like, look, nigga, this is why I'm doing this shit. And leave it at that. He ain't got to explain every time he pop up and go viral. But I do feel like it's something that he should let motherfuckers know in order for them to understand why he's doing what he does. He has explained some things, though. And I think you, you do raise a valid point. Um you, you raise a valid point. I do think that there could be more conversation around it. I do say that people, ignorance is bliss. So if you want to remain ignorant, you're not going to search for the right information. You're going to search with your own bias in it. Um, but um, he has had conversations in the past when he spoke about, like, why the video is him going to hell and all this stuff. And he speaks about his whole life being told that gay people are going to hell and things of that sort. But I think after a while... When you are when you have people that are so hell bent on not understanding you, it's like, well, I'm not going to keep explaining this. I'm I'm, and I'm not. It's, it's creating a cycle. It's exhausting. You get what you get. You you're clearly going to keep watching because you hate me so much, but you're glued. Um, I just think that after a while, you just start to feel like this is a burden. It's pointless. I'm not getting anywhere. People are still bashing me. He could sit down with Boosie tomorrow and explain everything. And I guarantee you, if he does something else, Boosie's still going to get on an ignorant homophobic rant. It's just like, well, why do I keep doing this then? Like and for he's what? probably just satisfied with the pe- people that do get it. Because when we started this topic, Eric broke down all the metaphors of that video and very easily. And, you know, when I first saw it, I got it, too. And I don't know if that's because I'm gay or because I'm a visual artist, but I got all those cues. It didn't need to be elaborated to me too much. You, you know, you could be tired of c- continuously explaining yourself. And then you could also get tired of defending yourself, especially as an artist. Like, this is my shit. I don't got to tell you nothing. <laughs> Right, you either gonna buy it or you don't. Yeah, but and the little bit of the little bit of explanation that he does do, I think it's adequate because, like Eric said, you you could just hate me still. <laughs> so it, regardless of how how much I can elaborate and break this down for, you know, your low attention span, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it kind of starts mm-hmm. to feel like you're just wasting your own time when you could just be making this money. But I do get what Doe might say in regards to him possibly being a plant. Like it, it, I do it, get that. It, it it does feel a lot, of, a little overt at times, yeah. but not all the time. Yeah, because that's that's yeah. my whole point as far as Lil Nas X. Like I told y'all, I'm not mad at him as a person. <clears throat> my thing is just like y'all, this nigga's being pushed a lot. So, like, my thing is as far as him as a person, as a highly intelligent individual, because I understand Lil Nas X is a very intelligent fucking person. I've watched some of his debates about um, 
Lil, uh, what's her fucking name? That's sad. Nicki Minaj. I can't believe I damn near mixed those two up. Were you? You were about to call Nicki yeah. Lil. Exactly. The bar's about to flame um, your exactly, shit. Exactly, nigga. I, 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 almost, I almost got flamed the fuck up for that shit. I'm not going to do that. I ain't making that motherfucking mistake. But I used to always watch him argue Nicki Minaj on fucking Twitter. Like, nigga, this nigga got... That nigga, he a smart motherfucker. So it's like just the way that shit goes. Like I just wish that he'd explain it better. It ain't his goddamn job. Like I understand y'all fucking point. That's just my personal feelings. How I feel. Like it is what it is. Because again, I'm a parent. I got kids. Sometimes I don't want to have to sit up there with their asses and sit them down and be like, "This is why. This is this. This is why this nigga is dressed up like a girl. This is why this nigga acting like a stripper and you can't listen to Lil Lil Nas X no more." Cause like with me, it's like nah. Once I see that nigga on the teeth, nah, y'all cut that shit off, you know. And again, it ain't cause I think Lil Nas X gonna make my kids gay, but like I told my kids, he's for grownups. That's the same as when my daughter is playing uh classy boozy ratchet brownie. That's a grownup song. Certain shit is for grownups, so I filter that away from my fucking kids. Like I can't have my kids watching grownup shit. I want my kids doing kid shit. So Lil Nas uh-huh. X, he's banned. Like nigga, when y'all grown, y'all can do all the Lil Nas X you want to. But right now, that nigga's on some grown people shit. So I'ma let him do his shit for grown people. Cause I don't want that shit to my motherfucking kids, which, you know, to our are the last topic that I want to bring up. Raven Simone declined to be a lesbian in the new uh Disney show because she said the reason I said I was uh I said no. Was because um, I was, It's not because I wasn't proud of who I was You know I, I don't want To represent the LGBTQ Plus community to children I don't want to sexualize kids Because you know she got a new show On the Disney channel But the reason she declined to be A lesbian in the show is because Her thing was She basically didn't want to put sexuality Like nigga I was just raving On that so raving Now I don't want to be raving the lesbian, I just want to be raving on this new show like I was raving on the old show. Not raving the lesbian, but just raving. So how do you yeah. feel about her declining to be represented as a lesbian on the new show? I know we were we were uh talking I was talking about this on the podcast earlier. Um and I, I um I appreciated her explanation. Um, I didn't think one was warranted or one was needed, but like you yes. said, some people do need to like digest this stuff. So I guess, you know, there it goes. Um, but yeah, I, I don't Raven Baxter was so boy crazy during that so Raven that it wouldn't have made sense. Raven Baxter was always getting distracted by a boy. It was boys in fashion and her visions. So like for her to be a lesbian now is just like, what the fuck happened here? Um, so I right. get that for the sake of continuity. Um I, I do appreciate that. And I think that Raven has had some stupid statements in the past about different things, but I appreciate her approach on this one. And I think it's understandable. I don't think it's anti-gay. I don't think it's self-hating. I think it's for the sake of continuity in this show. Cause anyone who watched that. So Raven in the past knows that she loved men. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think it, it, she didn't need to explain that much. She could have just said Raven wasn't gay in the original series. She's not going to be gay now and could have left it at that yeah. because the, the over-explanation feeds into our our culture being negative, which 
why? Like, why even go on and say all that? You could have just kept it short and sweet. And anyone who's watched so that's what Raven would have been able to just be like, all right, girl, I get it. Yeah, uh-huh. real simple. Yeah, because if you if you did make her gay, then you would have to go into some type of backstory of the dude that made her just give up on dicks altogether. Right, yeah. right. And now the show's too inappropriate. Exactly. Now the show's exactly. way too inappropriate. Exactly. And that's my thing with a, a, a you know, and and this is like a fucking a digression from a lot of this shit. But like that's how I feel about a lot of TV shows that try to inject gay characters into children's TV shows. Mm-hmm. It's like nigga, a, a, a lot of them don't even have husband wife relationships in these shows. So why are you trying to inject some adult gay relationship into these shows? Like author, I don't like that either. Exactly, All like right. certain shit is like, why are you trying to even push any fucking relationship on shit with kids? Like me, again, a digression. Like Disney Channel, and not even Disney Channel, but like the shit we watched as little kids, like The Little Mermaid, Cinderella, and all of these. It's always Uh the girl in fucking Prince Charming, some handsome prince, a kiss that woke up fucking Snow White. Like, nigga, we little kids. Why do we give a fuck about a girl and a dude together any goddamn way? Like, a lot of us, when we was watching this shit, we didn't even like girls yet. We didn't even like boys yet. Like, we didn't even know what our preference was. So why do we got to know about Snow White and Prince Charming or Cinderella going to the ball? Like, these were adult situations that y'all was selling to fucking children. Like, I don't feel like sexuality is cool with kids no fucking way, my nigga. Like, be more fucking creative when you're selling some shit to kids. But I think it's also about the realism of it. Like, most... Mm, that's a lot. Um, like, for those of us that come from two-parent households, you're used to seeing two parents there. So it's kind of just like, you know, with in a story, it's like, wouldn't you like to think everyone has a parent and there's a mom and a dad and it's very standard stuff. It doesn't mean that there's sex scenes, but you know, like where's Ariel's mom and dad? Like these are questions that have to be answered. Like what's her family life? You can't have a story without that. Like it has to be addressed if we don't know your parents and all this stuff. So I don't think it's necessarily pushing sexuality as much as it is like for the sake of storytelling. Um, that That's all I got for that. That's all I got for that. My um, thing was just more the fact that a lot of them had to be rescued by a dude. Because, oh, well, yeah, that was the thing. That was yeah, the thing. like, you know, Rapunzel the the times had to get rescued by a dude. We're getting more heroines now, though. Yeah, definitely. Look at Frozen. Uh-huh. But it also goes back into representation and also parenting because, like, um, you remember He-Man and She-Ra. They, re- they rebooted She-Ra, and I did love the reboot. Um, but one of the new characters that they introduced, it was a dude and he had two guys as a parent. Like it wasn't overtly gay. It just added on to the storyline, but he had two guys as a, as a parent. And I thought that was kind of cool because it was, and they were black too. Um, it was a representation. Like, um, Eric said, it, it adds on to the story without getting too deep. But when parenting, I don't know if your kids like Steven universe, but, I your kids are still single digits, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, they shouldn't be watching Steven Universe, and I love Steven Universe, but that <laughs> that show is on some not even gay shit. It's on our whole rainbow spectrum in a good way. Like it's educational, it's deep ass com um concepts, but little kids should not be watching that. That it was a not, show that not, um, it, it's Tyler the Creator created, that, right? Nah, um, 
he got something else. I can't remember the name. Oh, of it, okay. But the same people, the same people that animate Steven Universe animates Tyler's thing. Oh, okay. But yeah, like like the way that Steven Universe is um, marketed, it's not marketed um, during the day. It's marketed like after nine o'clock for adult um, swim. teenagers and adults. Hmm? Adult Swim. Uh-huh. Uh, um, it's just. I no, think it's, it's a little. Yeah, it's a. It's a little because Adult Swim it has more violence and and real sexuality. But you know, Steven Universe was on some kitty shit. Like they didn't overtly say people were gay or lesbians, but you had the gems merging into each other to make a whole nother being altogether. Like just the the depth of that concept is super gay. Oh, okay. Kids wouldn't be able to wrap their their minds around that, but they're only going to get into the colorful. The colorful characters and all the dazzling things happening on the TV. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I do not like when shows do that randomly throw a gay person into it because I feel like the LGBTQIA community gets the backlash of that. Like, oh my God, why do the alphabet people have to always this and that? I didn't even, first off, I didn't know the show was going. Secondly, like it's, I, we weren't outside with picket signs talking about make him gay, make him gay. We're finding out at the same time half of y'all are, and a good portion of the time, the people making these decisions are not even a part of the community. But there are people that are so afraid of cancel culture that they're just like, we need to get in front of this. We have to be progressive. So they force these storylines that don't even make sense to half of us, and we're just like, well, I don't. This didn't further the story, but like, okay, if he's gay, well, well, but we get the brunt of all of that. And I'm just like, what is wrong with y'all? It's very much the straight versus the gay sometimes. And we just be sitting here like, well, why do we get thrown into this? Yeah, so right. basically they, they tokenize gay like they used to tokenize black in the 90s. Because mm-hmm. remember, that at one, one black point, person they, was, on yeah, friends, they was just trying to throw a nigga into a TV yes. show. Like, nigga, yes. this shit don't even go with the story. What the fuck is this nigga even doing in this show? Like, I get... Oh, right. black no people black exist. But yeah, like I was telling my homeboy, like, dog, ain't no niggas in certain towns. Like, there's white people who literally don't encounter niggas at all. So we don't need to put niggas in Frozen. Like, there's some places mm-hmm. it just wasn't no niggas there. So don't just throw niggas in just to throw them in. Like, that's how I feel about gay people. Like, you ain't got to throw gay niggas in every show. Like, nigga, I've went years without encountering gay people other than the certain gay motherfuckers who I knew. So you ain't got to throw a gay nigga in every fucking show. If it don't fit the story, just mm-hmm. don't put the shit in the fucking story. You ain't got to pry them in to every fucking TV show. Like, nigga, what you going to do? You going to pry somebody in a wheelchair in every show? You going to put a albino in every TV show? You going to put... I mean, uh, they're, they're, they are moving towards that, though. Yeah. I'm man. I'm seeing motherfuckers of every group just thrown into every show. To me, that's some weird shit. Like, there's not albinos everywhere. So why does there have to be an albino character in every show? A gay person, a handicap. It's a this representation thing is a catch twenty two because we do want people to be represented. Like you mentioned, wheelchairs. I have a little sister that has cerebral palsy. She's been she's a wheelchair user. I just got educated not to say wheelchair bound just the other day, but she's been in a wheelchair for a bunch of years. And me being a photographer and going to like um, fashion week stuff and seeing actual shows where these people are in wheelchairs and killing it. Like I had to call my sister on FaceTime, like, like he look, look, look. And it, it amped her up and inspired her. Like you, you need, you need these things to be implemented, not so overtly, like little by little, which they're not really doing. They're just throwing at us. But everybody in the world needs to be seen uh-huh. and, and and know that there's some type of value. 
that they hold some type of value that they could give back to the world. And, and, and for a long time, it hasn't been that way. So I think because it hasn't been that way for so long, that's why it feels like it's just an oversaturation because we didn't yeah. have any of this before. Yeah, but my- yeah, the first thing, well, the first notable thing we had was like Will and Grace. But like, imagine Will- that all them shows before Will and Grace. And this is the first time we have an openly gay character. That's mm-hmm. wild. That is wild. Like, that's a lot of years of TV with no gay representation. So is it really that bad that now we get some gay characters? Y'all had how many decades without us? Knowing damn well we were here. Right. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I so I do think that there should be balance. I don't think every character or every show needs a gay person, but I do think they need to be sprinkled in. Definitely. But see, that's the thing. Just don't force that shit. Like, everybody deserves to be represented. You just don't got to pry motherfuckers in to where it fucks the whole story up. Like, that's my Once whole it's thing. indicative of a good story, I'm down for it. Just don't right. don't, don't insult my intelligence. Exactly. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. That's that's my whole thing. Like, you ain't got to make... Don't don't make it appear forced. Like, it, it can be... You can push them in there however the fuck you want to push them in there. But you ain't got to force that shit in there, dog. <laughs> Like it, everything can be done naturally. <laughs> Damn. Back to the innuendo. Chop is so mature. Back to the fucking innuendo, dog. We, we try to I avoid it, but you cannot. And I've been I was telling my homie this. Pause shit. And then you kept going. I was telling the I was telling the fucking I was telling the super producer. I said, dog, it's gonna be funny on accident. There's gonna be some moments that no matter how you slice it, it's gonna be funny, dog. But like and that's this is exactly why I chose not to drink. I would have been, I would have been far worse. Yeah, nigga, I, I got a little something in this motherfucker. But like, yeah, <laughs> like nigga, like you know, it, anything could be done if you do it right. Just like with wheelchairs, just like with fucking albinos. I feel like albinos are underrepresented. I got a homeboy that's a fucking albino. He ain't got no fucking superhero to look up to. He should. The people with the little pigment where they should be like different blotches of skin color, like it's a, yeah, it's a million groups that could use some fucking representation. But at the same time, you don't gotta fucking squeeze that shit in that fucking every episode. Like nigga, you can give them their own shit. You know, like mm-hmm. we have the logo channel, we have BET, which I got my own personal feelings about because I feel like we should have been had a black educational television network. Or a black we got news <laughs> network. Oh, is logo gone? Yeah, I think logo's been gone for years. No shit. Damn, that's fucked up. Because <laughs> logo is where Noah's Ark used to come on. There used to be another one. What is it? Um, two gays and a girl. RuPaul um, was on logo at a point. Yeah, but RuPaul just on VH1 now, right? Now it's on Paramount Plus. It's on a few things. Well, I mean, it, it, it's Viacom at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, the cool, yeah, the cool yeah, thing yeah, is yeah. y'all y'all know where to find y'all shit at, and I don't have no mm-hmm. problem with that. Like, even it don't matter what channel you put that shit on. I'm just saying, like, everybody should have their own fucking thing. But like, we just shouldn't be trying to force everything on everybody. Like, just like just like with fucking little Boosie, my nigga. If you don't like gay motherfuckers, nigga, just go be over there where gay people ain't at, my nigga. Like. You you shouldn't go out of your way to talk about motherfuckers you don't like. Like nigga, you you show your level of don't give a fuck about what you pay your attention to. I say that shit all Boosie the fucking cares. time, my nigga. Because Boosie's one of the girls. But, Boosie's manager is gay. 
But that's what I'm saying Like nigga It's, it's certain shit I don't uh-huh. give a fuck about I just don't fucking speak on it My nigga Like the reason I wanted to have You niggas on this show Is because I don't want to do Six episodes About Little Nas X I don't want to do Five episodes About gay shit Like Mr. Shots Listens to my show All the fucking time So he know Whenever I speak about The LBGTQ plus community I say how I feel And I move the fuck on I don't got these drawn out episodes where I say what I like or don't like. It's just like if this has something to do with y'all, I speak on it and I move the fuck on. I got homeboys in this community, so I'm not going to speak ill on y'all or say nothing negative that I wouldn't literally say to you niggas when I talk to you niggas because I talk to y'all all the fucking time. So how I feel is how the fuck I feel and I move the fuck on. That goes with every fucking thing. So like with a nigga like Lil Boosie, or other people who have certain feelings about certain groups, it's like my nigga and little Sh- uh, Mister Shots. No, I say this shit all the time, dog. Um, homophobia is gay shit. Ninety nine percent of the times, if you are a big homophobe and you just going out of your way to comment on these niggas, it's because either somebody fucked you, somebody touched your butt. You've been fucking molested or something in that fucking area, my nigga. You don't just hate gay people because you hate gay people, my nigga. You hate gay people because something happened to you. So just address that shit. Don't go shitting on niggas that ain't got nothing to do with you. Speak on what the fuck affected you to make you feel this way about these people because it's something, my nigga. You ain't just wake up and say, you know what, I just hate gay motherfuckers. Nah, nigga, something happened to you to make you feel that way. So address that shit, my nigga. Go to fucking therapy or something, my nigga. Like, do a public therapy session if that's the most. Sometimes it's inherited. That yeah. too. You know, because some motherfuckers, was, like I told y'all, I was raised like that, nigga. I was raised on if a nigga come at you sideways, knock they motherfucking ass out. But me personally, everybody who know me know, nigga, if I get some information. That is you know good for me I don't mind saying Okay you know what I was wrong Let me go in the right fucking direction But everybody ain't Mm -hmm. like that So a lot of what I talk about On this motherfucking show Is nigga be like that my nigga Because you gonna come across Some information that's contrary To what the fuck you was raised on And it's gonna be something That can help you So nigga just go with what helps Mm -hmm. But You know that's my fucking thing, dog. And my nigga Black Widow, who just got in late, said homophobic dudes, in my experience, almost always gay. Exactly. A lot of times, the shit you pay the most attention to is the shit that is the biggest to you in your life. So if you super homophobe, you probably super homosexual. I just try to keep myself away from that because my mouth is too smart. I'd be the first one to be like. I know I'm cute. Get over yourself. I've already got over myself. Exactly. Like like it was explained to me by my homeboy who basically opened my eyes to the whole experience of homosexuality. He was like, a lot of you niggas who are straight, who think that all the gay niggas are into you, it's the same as if you was a dude just assuming all the women were into you. Just because we like dudes don't mean we all want you. Get over yourself, nigga. You ain't that motherfucking sexy, my nigga. You cool. But you ain't so sexy that all the gay niggas are on you. So don't be uncomfortable around gay dudes because we don't all want you just like all women don't want your ass. Mm-hmm. 
So right now, you know, that's the reason I'm so comfortable around gay dudes. Nigga, I don't assume that every gay dude wants me. And like I tell my homeboys that are straight that feel like there's something to me being cool with gay dudes. I tell them the reason I don't mind being around gay dudes is because the only way a gay dude is going to fuck me is if I want to fuck a gay dude. That's the only way it's going to happen, my nigga. They, right. they're not gonna sure. rape you so it's like nigga I don't <laughs> I'm not like oh damn I can't kick it with no gay nigga cause that nigga gonna have sex with me like nigga what the fuck you gonna if if you get seduced by a gay dude it's cause you was gay mm-hmm. period nigga if, if a gay dude can could get close to you it's cause you gay it ain't cause he gave he put his gay magic on you nigga being gay <laughs> ain't fucking um it ain't what you call that shit it ain't uh, no uh, contagious. It ain't like if I get oh. if I get too close to Eric Devante, damn nigga. Now I gotta cut all the bottoms off my t-shirts. Now you know what? Now, now my fucking belly button gotta show. I done kicked it with Eric Devante. Now look, nigga. Now I got halter tops on. Oh, like nigga, the only way it can happen is if you want it to happen. So nigga, just but be I think you. With, the, with homophobia too. Um, it's a it's a lack of um, confidence within yourself. So like me not giving a fuck what anyone thinks that rubs people the wrong way, and it and it feeds into their homophobia. Like who does he think he is just being gay and happy? And it's it's know, crazy. Right? It's crazy. Crazy yeah. concept. And that's the thing. Like I don't mind, dog. Like like I said, nigga, I, I enjoy kicking it with y'all niggas. I enjoy shooting the shit with y'all niggas. The memes y'all send me, the conversations, that shit be having me rolling. Like, y'all the coolest niggas to me. Like, so I don't mind this shit. And my thing is, like, the reason I really want to use or, you know, something that I really want to use my platform is live and let live. Something I talk about on my show all the fucking time is minding your motherfucking business. Pay attention to what the fuck pays you. Don't worry about what other motherfuckers is doing. That ain't none of your fucking business. Who they fuck is they business, not your fucking business. So having a strong opinion on what another motherfucker got going on is weak shit. So just do what the fuck helps you and you'll be better for that shit. My nigga, let motherfuckers live their fucking life. You know? And that's just what it is with me. But we done gone two hours of some fucking change. So y'all okay, niggas go here. Your comment section was popping. You need to have the Rainbow Coalition on here more often. Nigga, I'm telling you, nigga, shout out to um what's your homegirl name? Sanaya Bamboo. Cause she yes. was blowing up the motherfucking comment section. Shout out to everybody who commented, everybody who was in live, everybody who's gonna listen to this shit. My nigga Black Widow. That's another one of my homeboys on the other side of the fucking rainbow. But uh, you know, y'all Shout out y'all side, you know. Shout out y'all social medias and everything y'all got cracking. Go ahead, uh, Mister Devontae, since you next to me on the screen, go ahead shout your shit out and then Mister Shots after that. Yes, keep up with me on IG at the World According to Eric, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Eric Devontae. Oh, and also catch the Get Right Radio Show on the Good News Radio Station every Sunday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Okay, um, you can catch me, Mr. Shots, M-R underscore S-H-O-T-T-S on Instagram. Uh, same name on um, Clubhouse, or you're on there. I barely talk. I listen a lot. 
you can check my artwork out. I'm working on a book of poems and illustrations, just getting a little stalled. And yeah, I'm open for commissions too. Um, check me out. But also check out uh, the Too Much Game podcast. You know, he'll get to it when this motherfucker wants to get to it. And hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully um, the cat versus dog comes back as well. We right. working on it, dog. We doing our best. But uh, yeah, you know. Y'all motherfuckers already know if y'all here, follow me on Instagram at Uncle Dolomite or at Too Much Game Podcast, both Instagram and Twitter, YouTube, Too Much Game Podcast, or just Google the Too Much Game Podcast in general. All my shit will pop up, my nigga. Y'all niggas go buy some merchandise at Too Much Game Podcast dot store. Um, yeah, and I think I'm going to go ahead and start my, my music. Exactly. I got to start my music to get into the official shit. So uh, here we go right here. Uh, if you would like to support us financially, it's um, patreon.com slash townhouse media, town e house media. Support all the townhouse media podcasts. Uh, Sports for You podcast, Tuesday evening, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, Mark, John Watson, and motherfucking Nick Freeze. No Rules Podcast Wednesday evenings 5pm Pacific Time uh, Live on YouTube And fucking Facebook I be forgetting I be fucking my fucking shit up Nigga I don't got no pre-roll Nigga I don't read that shit I just be talking shit My nigga You know follow me on Every motherfucking thing All social medias YouTube and all that shit Look up the Too Much Game Podcast I greatly deeply appreciate My two guests Eric Devontae and Mr. Shots Um I'm just gonna go ahead and close it fast Cause goddamn, nigga we be going a long time My nigga I ain't here to help you get bitches I'm here to help you get better Too much game With the Lucky Land Slots You can get lucky just about anywhere This is your captain speaking uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine But we're just gonna circle up here a while And uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.